0: Halloween forever.
1: Guys, you hear that uh you hear that news story about the um about the coven of, of uh witches who were this you know they're poor and they they got all their money together, bought a bunch of lottery tickets, won the Powerball. You hear about that?
2: Huh? no i did not
1: you didn't, you didn't hear about that one steve no um yeah it was a real uh real rags to witches story Ugh. welcome <laughs> boys and ghouls to a fucking showdown episode of halloween is forever i'm brian i'm steve current three-dime <laughs> champ
0: <laughs> hey
2: who that boy over there i'm the random third guy louie <laughs>
1: From hey, haunted hangover, it's, hey, Louis. I just stumbled, hey, it's Louis.
2: stumbled in here. So, <laughs> yeah,
1: we, we I came in and I was you know was getting getting the uh, the 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 Cryptor kel straightened up here, getting ready, putting on Van Helsing just to get me psyched up for the show. <laughs> and then I just just Louie was already in here. He said, "Hey, you want to join the show?" He said, "Sure, why not." i was not doing anything tonight sure. i took i took a break from my exercising and not drinking beer to come on here let's <laughs> let's talk about the let's talk about some spooky shit guys being lame that's basically
2: yeah. what i was doing be, be, being lame no beer <laughs> drinking water ex running on the treadmill for 45 minutes and editing that's my entire life right now That so. <laughs> sounds
1: terrible um no welcome uh we've got uh, uh we teased it on last week's uh mini-sode but we we've We've got our lovely friend and returning guest, Louie, from the Haunted Hangover podcast. Thanks for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me once again. Yeah. Well, you know what? The the listeners out there, they spoke. They told us what topic they wanted to talk about, which is, of course, this uh, beautiful July showdown episode topic, which is Nickelodeon Halloween. I thought, what better person to talk about Nickelodeon Halloween? So this man knows his Nickelodeon Halloween. Uh, you've talked about it on your show I think I've listened to you talk about it on your show before <laughs> um, and and so we thought you know that that would be a heck of a heck of an appropriate guest so uh, we we very much appreciate that but before we get into all that nonsense and start getting into the spooky halloween shits from the nickelodeons let's uh let's do a couple things to the top of the show uh first of all if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, and you're brand new to the episode, sometimes this time of year, Louie, I'm sure you get the same thing. Float around summertime, uh, mm-hmm. midsummer, as uh, you know, the spooky season starts to approach and the, the countdown to spooky season starts to heat up. Start to get some new listeners. Start to get some folks popping in there, especially uh, a fellow podcast that has Halloween in the name. right? You definitely get <laughs> yeah. some new listeners popping up around this time of year. So if you're new to the podcast, first of all, Shame on you, you bandwagon fan, you sons of bitches, where you've been all year (laughs) long. Um, But uh, also thank you for listening. (laughs) So this is how this thing goes. We put some beautiful, uh, uh, sweet and spicy new content on interwebs. Uh, for you every Monday in a form of one of these here podcasts. We do mini-sodes every single uh, week. And then the first Monday of the month, which is what you're listening to right this damn second, we do uh, what's called a showdown episode. We got a big old spinny wheel of topics, about a bajillion of them on there. We pull three of them off of there at random from the spinny wheel, throw them on the social medias on Twitter and Instagram. And then all y'all listeners and social media friends out there help us to pick... Um, which of those topics you want us to address on our showdown episode once we uh, know what that topic is we each pick a, a film or a, or in this case t- some tv episodes associated with that topic and on this here showdown episode we talk about them we argue about who's uh is the superior pick uh, somebody perhaps might get a hang vertical suplex. Maybe somebody gets a steel chair upside the head. Maybe Steve, you know, on his 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 uh, uh approach towards his four maybe he'll bring a, a, a bag of tacks out there, throw them on the mat, start start choke slamming people on him, who knows? But ultimately, um, someone is gonna reign supreme and take home that Sun bitching championship belt for the month. Um, so that's what we're doing here. If you want to help us. Vote on those topics or suggest topics or actually just got a really good suggestion uh, for a mini so that I think we should do here in the coming weeks via our social media friends. If you want to suggest those types of things, we often take them into consideration when we check p- pick our topics. Um, follow us on those social medias at Halloween is forever. Uh, pretty much all those different things, Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and uh, even the tiki talkies occasionally, guys. Uh, or if you want to send us an email, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com as well. Um, all right. So got all that nonsense out of the way. Uh, one additional thing that is super exciting. Uh we are launching a Patreon. Guys, we teased it. We asked yins what you might like to see via a Patreon. Steve is setting up a Patreon. It's live. When you're listening to this, we got a Patreon. You go to patreon.com uh slash Halloween is forever. Two tiers. Pretty simple. If you want to give us $3 a month. Uh, first of all, you get a just a hearty, uh, civilized handshake, a firm <laughs> one. I'll, I'll spit in my hand and I'll give you a firm, civilized handshake. Uh, but you also get access to an ad free episode if you hate ads like I do. God damn it. I hate ads. I would strangle an ad. But if you don't if you if you don't like them, you can uh, get an ad free version there. And then also we'll throw a little bonus content on there for you now and again. some movie reviews, that sort of thing. Now, if you go five dollar tier, you give us five bucks a month. A fiver a month. Um, you get access to our Discord, where we're going to start doing some some live recordings. You can chime in on the Discord while we record, or do some watch-alongs, some other fun stuff we have planned. And we're going to employ Steve. Tell, tell, him, tell him this this master plan. We talked <laughs> about it a little bit. I think we teased it on the episode, what we're going to do at that $5 deal.
3: This This has been something that's been teased at the end of a lot of episodes, but we're going right. to put it at the front to initiate. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one person to do this. But one person, you you put that $5 down and you send Brian into the world of Fast and the Furious and he has to investigate all 10 circles of Fast and the Furious with me as his Virgil guiding him through the circles of hell as we descend through all the Fast and the Furious. One, one Fast and the Furious extra bonus podcast a month.
1: Yes. So we're going to do an extra episode per month where Steve forces me to watch each film in the Fast and the Furious franchise one by one until we get to all, through all 10. And I'm pretty sure by that point that should get us about to when they release another one. Right. Because they said they're going to do 750 of these fucking movies. Right. So so
3: <laughs> so there's there's 10 right now. So mm-hmm. that that's 10 months. <laughs> right. Then 10 is supposedly...
1: If go- I do not... If I don't hurl myself into traffic before <laughs>
3: then... You won't. You'll get it. You'll start <laughs> loving it. But apparently Fast X is going to be a three-part film. So it's... <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it has oh, to, God. It has to be because I watched Fast X and it ends on a cliffhanger. Like yeah. multiple cliffhangers. So it's definitely a two-part film. But okay. it, I, they, I think Vin Diesel said it's going to be a three-part film. So... <laughs> Well, we got those coming. The family
1: man himself.
2: Yeah. Well, we got those My coming. My condolences in advance, man. That sounds brutal. <laughs> this is not
1: worth any amount of money, especially yes. in $5 a month increments. Um, unless about a hundred thousand of you guys sign up at once, I'm getting the raw end of this fucking deal guys. Yeah. Um, But, uh, Steve promised it. We are going to deliver. Um, I think it's going to be fun. Uh, in it, I mean, fun for you. Horrifying for me. Um, Steve's been calling it. What have you been referring to this project as? Oh, so,
3: you know, once you, some lucky character initiates this, you will get your first episode of family is forever. (laughs)
1: Family is forever. That's right. You guys are seeing Louis right now. He's just shaking his head in disgust.
2: this is the most terrifying thing you guys have probably covered on the show uh, in all it is so.
1: i am not looking forward to it <laughs> so guys if you want to uh support us on the patreon if you want to get some free bonus content ad free stuff or for a couple more bucks a month five dollar tier you get to uh you know tune into the discord here we'll probably even do some of those live watch alongs <laughs> of those five fast and the furious movies on the discord um yeah, family is forever, guys. <laughs> yeah. We're getting into it. Uh, I hate it. Um, but love we're going to see how this goes. All right. So once again, patreon.com forward slash Halloween is forever. Um, check on that over there and we appreciate that support. So, all right. Uh, now, one other quick order of business we got to do before we talk about this Nickelodeon shit is uh, we've already established Louis ain't got no beers. Louis on, Louis on a, <laughs> it, would, it. Would it be safe to call it a cleanse? Not a cleanse, just di- just a strip.
2: Yes, I've never cleansed in my entire life, so <laughs> I just... cleanse uh, suggests you're <laughs>
1: expelling something from your body. Yeah, right?
2: well, if we're going <laughs> if you want to get really detail oriented here, but no, yeah, I'm not, I'm, I'm not cleansing. I'm just on a diet, so I'm not drinking. I'm trying to not drink beer, uh, gotcha, or any alcohol Monday through Friday. Which uh, is yes. difficult, you know. Friends want to hang out every now and then, and well, stuff, that's the majority of the days.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so
2: unfortunately, I, I, I'm drinking water, so I'm mm. I'm fucking lame. That's it. <laughs> well, got any cucumber well, in that water? No, just New York tap water. That's yeah. it. Ooh, so mm, yum
1: yum. <laughs> um. All right. Well, Steve, what do you got? You got a beer over there? I saw you sipping on something. I do have a beer. Uh, what do
3: you got? And I I. I pulled this beer out just in time it was an older beer mm-hmm. and it has a best buy 629 date on it so just under the <laughs> right wire under the wire yeah just yeah. under the wire uh, it's a southern tier seasonal brew mm-hmm. and it's their
1: irish cream stout oh okay yeah little irish cream stout situation you've been on a, a stout kick i'm always just on a stout for kick. july 4th weekend <laughs> yeah i know steve steve's stout guy all year round yeah <laughs> um it's 84 I, degrees you know i
3: like sweating Drinking dark
1: beers, <laughs> yeah, I like to get my blood good and thick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm drinking a, a beer that's a little bit uh, out of uh, out of the ordinary for me, uh, but I've just been enjoying a lot of stuff from from our uh, lovely friends over at uh, Union Brothers Brewing. Yes, um, I had a, I think I it's the second beer from them in three three weeks. This is their uh, one of their hazy IPAs, which I'm not an enormous hazy IPA guy. I like them, but like it's not my one of my go to styles. But I've been really impressed with uh, Union Brothers Hazy IPAs. It doesn't have that real tannic, over-the-top hop burn mm-hmm. like you're chewing on, uh, you know, a popsicle stick, and you know, it doesn't feel like it's scorching your throat with tannins. Um, this one is called Arc Flash, um, and it is oh 66 percent, um, and doesn't really say much in terms of the uh, the hop varieties, but. Definitely on the uh the the tangerine, orange juicy air, you know, uh uh area oh, of the yeah. cosmos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Real, super low bitterness. It is very tangerine forward, I would say. Like tangerine lemon lime. Um, almost has like a a lemon pledge type of thing, uh, but like in a good in a good not way. A bad way. <laughs> yeah. Sounds refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Listen, some of us grew up. Huffing cleaners, guys. Um, <laughs> it's real nostalgic for me. Speaking of uh, of, of Nickelodeon, I like to huff cleaning solution. Um, no, but this this is uh, this is uh, it's really nice. It's soft. It's round. It's got a little bit of sweetness in there, but I don't think there's any lactose in there. But yeah. you know, low bitterness, juicy. A juicy boy. I would go. You, as far get, as you guys say. are
2: making me want to have a beer right now. So <laughs> so so
3: thanks can, a
1: lot. <laughs> here to tempt you.
3: I can yes. I can I can pull Louie into this maybe a little bit, but. Mm -hmm. i picked up an other half from uh from creekside not too long ago Mm
1: -hmm. and like
3: i've i don't think i've ever really had another half beer before but like Mm -hmm. obviously everybody jerks off over the uh, ipas that come
1: out of there yeah i wasn't impressed (laughs) really no yeah i've had i've had some some from them i really liked i just had a uh actually a hellas from them not that long ago Mm. Are are they are they everywhere are they everywhere up your way other half brewing are you familiar with them, Louie? Me? No. No. I've never no. heard of them. No. <laughs> really? So, yeah. They're, they're a <laughs> New York City, you know, small New York City craft brewery that like is super hyped out here and everyone like shits really? their pants about them. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, this guy has not
1: I have not <laughs> heard of them. So, you know. Yeah. Well, they're uh they're where are they from? Are they from are they from Brooklyn, I think actually. I wouldn't be
2: surprised if they're from Brooklyn. So. <laughs> I think they are from Brooklyn now that I think <laughs> I about would, it. It's literally, you know, all I see here in New York City, a lot of Bronx Brewery, which I've been to their brewery, brewery before. It's pretty cool. That's, I see yeah. that everywhere, like Bronx mm-hmm. Brewery, like shit, every bar I go to. Um, yeah. That's probably the big one that I, that mm-hmm. I see And I, like over the last few years. Even at Trader Joe's, you see their stuff. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like, funny enough, my first feature film, they had a different, at two owners, right? The mm-hmm. original owner. I think he quit or something <laughs> i don't know what <laughs> happened gave us a bunch of beer for free for the movie so really like, nice. everyone's oh, holding everyone's holding bronx brewery beer in like every like, <laughs> <The> Halloween <laughs> party <laughs> scene it's fucking amazing and, I, and like i forget about that like sometimes and like i, I haven't watched my movie in a while but Last time someone watched it, they were like, why is everyone holding the same beer? I'm like, because I literally got a <laughs> bunch of cases of it for free. So, <laughs> All right. Now you got to tell wild. us
1: what the movie, what the name of the movie is. It's called Good Day and it's, it's a movie. It's, <laughs> it's a movie. A,
2: <laughs> uh, it's a movie. It's a, uh, it's a drama comedy set on Halloween. Okay, uh, it. It's, it's available on Amazon. I believe right now I'm trying to get it in other places. Uh, it officially was released in 2018. I'm working on my second feature now, but it's a drama nice. comedy set on Halloween about relationships with friends and significant others and things like that. So, and it's set. Yeah. Everyone's Beer. dressed up and stuff. Halloween, so, yeah. yeah. I'm set.
1: You give me a good long, Halloween party
2: scene. conversations for, uh, <laughs> for long, long conversations and monologues in my movie. You but give me a
1: mumblecore movie set up, set in it's a Halloween, what it is, basically. In, a, in a Halloween, <laughs> uh, in a Halloween party. I'm there. I'm there.
2: That's basically uh, what it is. If you're into mumblecore, yeah. <laughs> which I'm not funny enough. Uh, well, I like some of it. Uh,
1: and yeah. Halloween.
2: Yeah, it might be your cup of tea. Good day. I'm, you can find I'm it on Amazon.
1: <laughs> I'm sold. I'm sold. There you It's go. Going on the watch list. Um, all right. Uh, so we got the beersies out of the way. We talked about the social medias and the patrons and all that sort of stuff. So let's get into uh, the topic at hand, which, like I said, is Nickelodeon Halloween um so as is tradition to the victor go the spoils steve working on that three times actually working on four has already achieved four. the three pete guys uh please please work with me here mm-hmm. all right mm-hmm. this is fucking my life up something mm-hmm. so, like it, it's so much so that if i have to watch another like shit film like literal <laughs> film about shit or some other type of punishment i should i should uh, uh warn you Louie. you're not necessarily gonna have to um you know deal with the consequences of this but whoever wins gets to impart a, a punishment movie on the other okay. person and steve has put some wild shit on there uh last <laughs> time i had to watch his uh his student film his his student thesis film from from film school, which was which was enjoyable enough. Um, but before that, he's made us watch shit films. He's made us watch <laughs> just just all manner of horrifying nonsense. And as he gets further down, you know, and stacks up these wins, he's it emboldens him to do horrible things to me uh, and to our other guests and and and, and to our previous co-host, Meg, uh, who she she dealt with a lot of that as well. So just keep it everybody in mind. She, just keeping that on top of your mind
3: she didn't survive right. that's why you're here today
1: yeah meg's dead she literally died Probably, from no, I'm just watching a really dead. shitty movie <laughs> she launched herself off a cliff watching it
3: oh no it's funny because Louie's film is called good day but the oh, scat God, film yeah. is called goodbye
1: yeah, oh, okay. goodbye. Yeah, like but like biome, like gut biome. It was yeah. it was horrifying. Um <laughs> if you're ever in the mood to just fucking vomit, uh go check that out on Tubi. Um but uh Steve has like I like I was saying, Steve is uh working on the four peat here, so he does get to choose the order in which we talk about these episodes. So what, what are you thinking, Steve? So I'm thinking
3: as I go for the grand salami, yeah,
1: I uh, I'm gonna go first. Just
3: just to like, you know, not put Louie on the spot. He's our guest. Mm -hmm. I don't got to be mean to Mm -hmm. him. So (laughs) I'm going to go first. I'm going to talk about my Rocco's Modern Life double feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll let Louie go second.
1: Okay. And then,
3: Brian, you can finish us out with Pete and Pete.
1: All right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Take take us into this. This is uh, Season 3, Episode 3.
3: Yes. Right? Season 3, Episode 3 of Rocco's Modern Life. It's their Halloween episode. You get a you get a double episode as with every regular Rocco's Modern Life episode, but the first one is called Sugar Frosted Frights. Mm-hmm. And just in general, the overview of the show, if nobody's seen it, if you're a younger audience member, this mm-hmm. is proto-SpongeBob.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty fair to say. Yeah,
3: I mean, it, it is because like, I mean, most of the voice cast that's on Rocco, you know, it goes to Spongebob
1: after this. Oh, I didn't even... I didn't know there was actual connections like Yeah,
3: that. yeah, yeah. Like, Tom Kenny is, uh, you know, the voice of Spongebob. Uh, I believe right. he's
1: actually the voice of Heifer.
2: Yeah, and I think the, he's Heifer, if I remember correctly. Oh, I didn't realize. Yeah, yeah
1: Tom Kenny, you know, he, I mean, Mr. Show, mm-hmm. he's been in, you know, uh, ton, tons of things, but, you know, obviously made his bajillions on Spongebob, I'm sure. Yeah,
3: yeah. So, Tom Kenny... Like is the voice of Heifer. And then there's another actor, Mr. Lawrence, who plays a lot of the uh, tertiary characters. And then he also goes on the do tertiary characters in SpongeBob. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the voice of Rocco is uh Carlos uh Rocky. You'll recognize him though, he's uh he's on Reno 911.
1: Oh, yeah, hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays uh uh one of the cops. Right, Um, obviously, it's not really helping. Helping a lot. (laughs) There are other characters that aren't cops, but I'm trying to remember what it's. Yeah, I can't remember his character's name, but he's
3: he's the one always teamed up with Jonesy, and he's he's like the more racist cop.
1: Yeah, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember
3: his name at the at the moment, but obviously you have you have a lot of backup uh, as far as like just comedy chops and everything, and like you can see it in the writing of Rocco. They have like a bunch of sight gags, but also they have like weird fourth wall meta breaking jokes uh Mm -hmm. some of them happen in this one and then you have like jokes that are you know more or less referential that are for adults you know because the adults will get them you know the whole second episode is an entire hitchcock reference you know to a bunch Mm -hmm. of hitchcock works like you know as Mm -hmm. a kid when i saw this i didn't get it i think the only thing i got was the opening you know that was the parody (laughs)
1: Yeah, there are um, – this is one of those – and a lot of the Nicktoons were the first cartoons or even kids' shows in general that I saw that had a ton of references for adults. Now that's like super commonplace. Mm -hmm. Like all the shows my kids watch have tons of stuff that I'm like, they don't know what that means. They they don't get it.
2: Yeah, it's weird because when you go back and watch – like Ren and and Stimpy was probably the – first big one i'd mm-hmm. say and rugrats uh, before rocco uh, rocco's modern life yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of crazy you know i'm not here to get into it but like what ended up happening with one of the creators of ren and stimpy it kind of mm-hmm. all makes sense and if you guys ever want to go down that that <laughs> rabbit hole google it i think his name is john k or something yeah mm-hmm. but it's like some of the shit they got away with wild like yeah. on Ren and Stimpy I always feel like Rocco was a little it wasn't as vulgar as Ren and Stimpy Mm-mm. because Ren and Stimpy did crazy shit with like sawing wood from behind and cr- like <laughs> d- like n- like <laughs> yeah. nutty stuff like that that obviously like innuendos and things like that I feel like yeah. Rocco was a lot smarter and I'm a huge Ren and Stimpy fan don't get me wrong but I felt like mm. Rocco was always the smarter of the two yeah when, it when was definitely
1: it. less less crass a little bit more yeah like yeah. there were there were not as in a lot face. of dark references yeah but they weren't as as surface level you know what i mean yeah as, yeah.
2: yeah it's got a band episode where what is, what's the the, the frog is mr frog and then his wife big heads the big heads big mm-hmm. heads not the frog yeah. <laughs> mr, <laughs> mr. <laughs> frog completely wrong <laughs> big the big heads um yeah. where she basically Is makes Rocco like her slave, and it's almost like a sex slave type deal. She's beating him and abusing him, and they banned that episode. It's crazy (laughs) when you really when you go back and watch it now. So yeah, yeah, you know, it's a little more tasteful, I
1: guess. Rocco's Modern (laughs) Life. So I find myself quoting Rocco's Modern Life more than maybe any other show from my childhood. Really, in like I so much so that I will forget where the quotes come from and then i like i'll think about it be like oh that was from like i i told steve i talked about this in the show before where i will regularly just find myself doing the whole the elfin women are so beautiful like that whole <laughs> like dialogue thing yeah, yeah and then i completely forgot that it was from rockers modern life but anytime i'm like anywhere and somebody makes a comment about a tree my brain yeah. immediately wants to say Plus all the lovely oxygen, <laughs> <laughs> like from that episode where the tree grows on his head, where he takes that yeah, like pill yeah. and makes his tree grow. Uh, It's just it's, it's just such a quotable show.
2: It's funny. I feel too. There's people that are like, I, I'll be honest. I'm more of a Run and Stimpy guy. I've always been a Run and Stimpy guy. I don't know hmm. why I always gravitated more towards that show as a kid. And mm-hmm. I remember when, you know, obviously like I watched Are You Afraid of the Dark and Ren and Stimpy. And I remember when Ren and Stimpy would end, I'd always be bummed because I wanted more Ren and Stimpy because of how oh, fucking yeah. stupid it was. <laughs> um and I remember when Rocco first came out just being sort of not bored with it, but it took time for me to kind of understand it and get it. I as mean, this is me as a kid. As an adult, you obviously understand everything. But as a kid, right. I was like, I wanted to be stupid and like, you know. Like log and powdered toast like man <laughs> and stupid <laughs> yeah. shit like that rubber nipples like I can quote <laughs> way more Ren and Stimpy than I can Rocco but that's just me personally because I'm yeah. uh, again more more of a I'm more of a Ren and Stimpy fan to this day even than I am a Rocco yeah. fan I don't know why that is I do enjoy Rocco's modern life I think life, the
1: the slap you know? like the slap stickiness and stuff definitely yeah. appealed to me a lot as a kid it's still a great show but like. Re- yeah, Rocco. F- for whatever reason, just like I, I've, I've, I've remained more in love <laughs> with that one. The, the, uh, uh, the other one I always, always, like, honestly, probably once a month comes to my mind is Chokey Chicken is People, yeah. <laughs> where it's like as a kid, no fucking idea yeah. what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah, why would you, yeah. why would you know anything about Soylent Green as a child? Right.
3: Um, yeah. Why but, would you know yeah, about a movie that's thirty years old <laughs> when you're born? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So, first half of the TV show is you know, Rocco, and it starts with a, it seemed almost like a uh, Twilight Zone reference, sort of, but not really, yeah, for sure. But, like, this vulture comes in and he's like, I'm going to tell you a tale of madness <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> as he lights a match <laughs> and then burns his finger on the match. <laughs> and, like, apparently, it was just a man on the street report (laughs) because they throw it back to the tv (laughs) studio (laughs) yeah yeah which i i I like that they included the character of dr hutchinson in this who Mm. was famous you know for having a hook and always trying to administer medicine with with her hook Mm -hmm. but like she's Mm. not really a part of anything else like you would think that character would serve pretty good as like some sort of foil for a horror you know centric oh, episode sure. yeah but there yeah. she's just like nope she's just there doing candy tips at a tv studio and that's all you see yeah, of like her. almost a non-sequitur <laughs> yeah. yeah that's all you see <laughs> of her but you you get your first warnings about the uh the the hopping hessian which mm-hmm. later obviously turns out to be you know a parody of the headless horseman you know who was also mm-hmm. a hessian but like yeah it's a guy who lost his leg in the revolutionary war in you know an hour. <laughs> haunts a cemetery and also develop photos at a photo hut
1: (laughs) beyond the old abandoned photo hut, across the bridge
3: (laughs) uh we join Rocco and Heifer as they're getting ready for trick-or-treating and Mm -hmm. Rocco has a costume that predates all of those giant inflatable t-rex uh fucking costumes (laughs) (laughs) as he has an inflatable really really big man costume
1: <laughs> great gag i mean r- not only this one but later on the gag comes back around yeah. in such a funny way but just the gag the repeating gag of a you know character on the show which is really really big man it's like you know one of those things where it's like his his character that is his like comic book you know hero also like lives in his town yeah and i love that trope in cartoons and stuff like that too it's yeah, like yeah. <laughs> yeah i love really really big man i have a poster on my wall but i also might see him around town right. like
3: <laughs> yeah it's it's like you know it's from the opposite angle of like the uh the the powderpuff girls like they mm-hmm. just inhabited a town and they know the people in town you know yeah but you see the opposite end of Rocco is just like oh yeah he's he's down at the store <laughs> saw him out out and about <laughs> so yeah him and heifer are going out they go to uh they go to philbert's house to collect him for halloween uh trick-or-treating and then you get you know one of your first references that now we all get as adults but heifer is in the living room and he says they're coming to get you philbert (laughs) (laughs) right i mean we all get that now but if you're a kid why would you get a night of the living dead reference from a, you know, a 1964 drive-in movie (laughs) right Right. over
2: your head, basically when you're eight.
3: Right. So, so, uh, from there they take, they take Philbert out, uh, trick or treating. And basically this just turns into Philbert
1: fucking going on a Coke binge. It's exactly (laughs) a Coke binge. we, we got to mention his the story he tells about why he's scared of uh, of uh, Halloween, which is essentially the same story of the the remake of uh, or, or maybe not the remake, but the um, uh, the the uh, Tim Burton version of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> it, that's Charlie's you know uh not charlie bucket that's uh that's willie wonka's origin story yeah is i'm obsessed with candy now because my parents wouldn't let me have it right now this this is his crazy aunt told him the 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 hopping hessian is going to come kill him if he eats candy yeah so he (laughs) is terrified of halloween and has avoided it his whole life and she lives in a i love the added little bonus of she was raised in an aquarium and she just grew into it. Right. And she's just this giant old lady with like, you know, uh, a Harry Houdini box (laughs) yeah. but it's filled with water. Yeah.
3: Yeah, She's in a Harry Houdini (laughs) escape project. Like, (laughs) but, and it's kind of funny, like that, that's slightly there. There's a slight bit of intelligent writing to that in that Mm -hmm. this character was sheltered and grew up in an aquarium and never left the aquarium and so she's the one that's trying to protect people from like going out and having fun and like doing anything because Mm -hmm. like she just constantly just lives
1: in her own bubble or glass
3: box in this case.
1: Almost a carry-ish type of uh, yeah, mm-hmm. type of reference or something. I mean, I, I guess it's a little bit more of a, a broader horror trope, but yeah, like the the outside world's scary to me, so let me make you scared. Of right? It. <laughs> yeah, be terrified of the world. <laughs>
3: but yeah, they they uh, they take Filbert to the first house, and the first house is where you get the gag of uh, the lady answers the door and says, "Hey, you've already been here," and Rocco says, "No, I haven't." <laughs> <laughs> Quick cut to. Really, really big man, for some reason, <laughs> dressed as Rocco walking down the street. <laughs> That's just pretty funny. Yeah.
1: Why the fuck would a really, really big man be dressed as Rocco? Like, exactly. Shirt, sure, but he's got the giant inflatable <laughs> Rocco on. Yeah. It's, just a gr- it's a great gag. Uh,
3: but yeah, then eventually they do get Filbert his first taste of candy, and he just fucking loses it. Uh, just starts terrorizing town completely loses his ghost costume which wasn't really a costume in any way he was just hiding mm-hmm. in there yeah uh, and then i love he knocks on a door and obviously there's always that one person in town who's not giving away candy she's giving away pennies and just <laughs> the line delivery of
1: are you insane oh my god he just loses his mind after he eats the candy and he's got this big like you know the sugar rush is is in you know just kicking off he grabs heifer and rocco and pulls them in really close to him just goes help me (laughs) (laughs) it's just such a great gag he's just so unhinged right from the fucking start are you insane Insane. (laughs) (laughs) and he busts into that lady's house
3: and just like starts just Eating sugar right out of the bag, which he covers <laughs> his face in sugar, and that's where, you know, now as an adult, you go, ah, that's coke. He's doing coke referency things.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
3: But now, yeah. Uh, uh he it descends into a complete drug trip madness thing. And it turns into a parody of the night on bald mountain section from mm-hmm. Fantasia, where Filbert is now on top of the mountain and turns into the <laughs> demon and is consuming the town
1: well another one was just a small dumb gag from this part and it's it's almost a throwaway line but it cracked me up is when they're in the woods and uh, i don't know if it's happened at this point but it's it's like i said it's almost a throwaway he's there's a you hear a a branch break and he's what's that and he's like oh it's just a branch snapping and you look over on a log and there's two squirrels sitting there and one of them had just broken a branch yeah. and they're like hey, hey, hey. yeah <laughs> yeah this,
3: so yeah that's that's shortly after this like as filbert yeah. descends out of his drug madness He finds himself in the cemetery across the bridge, past the photo hut. Heifer and Rocco Mm -hmm. chase him there. And, you know, he finally has his complete come down. So they have to drag him out of the woods. And that's when they get you get that twig gag because they're they're taking him back. (laughs) And, you know, they hear the twig snap and he goes, what was that? He's like, I don't care. It's probably just a twig snapping. (laughs) And you cut to the two little squirrels just horsing around
1: (laughs) for some reason. Fucking with. Yeah.
3: Uh, but like right after that one of the squirrels catches up and jumps in front of them and he this is one of my favorite things about uh, the Rocco show was just like any like little kid or little like animal or anything would just have like a regular full grown man's voice
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that was definitely a reoccurring gag yeah,
3: it was just like hey look behind you <laughs> <laughs> to which they turn around to see the hopping Hessian it, yeah. and he chases them down. And, you know, the, I don't, I didn't get this reference and maybe you guys know what it's referencing, but the, the Hessian chases them down and basically like it, it's assumed that they're attacked and killed. And all you see is Filbert's broken glasses tumble down some grass into a running, you know, into a running river. And it just mm-hmm. seems like such mm-hmm. a specific, like, shot. Yeah. With all the other references they do, and like, it's so specific the way that plays out. I was just wondering, I, I couldn't place it though. Yeah. It
2: feels I, like a Twilight Zone maybe reference, but I don't think so. Cause the, the glasses, that's what I thought of. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. The glasses when he steps on mm-hmm. him and he's got all the books and stuff. But I, I actually, this might be a, a stretch, but I, I think it might be a Deliverance reference. Okay. Mm. <laughs> I'm not a hundred percent, but I I can picture the scene of the guy's glasses, and I think it's uh uh the the, the little squirrely guy with the glasses in uh, in Deliverance. I I feel like it's a Deliverance reference. Okay. I'm not a hundred percent, but I'll have to double check that.
3: I haven't seen that movie, so that's probably why I wouldn't get it if that's what it's referencing. So, yeah, it's yeah, probably I, I'm what not it is. Yeah, yeah. I'm not 100. percent I'm but.
2: confident that that's what it is. <laughs> I <laughs> think you're probably you're probably yeah. right because it, it <laughs> I I've seen deliverance a couple times. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but now that you say that, I'm like, wow, you might be right. Yeah. Okay. So
3: yeah, it, it just like and I you wouldn't put it past you know the, the crew working on this show to do a reference to that that is so obscure that like even as a kid it would take you a long time to try and figure out what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, like that that. Yeah, because it, it's just so, but yeah, the, the, it was so specific in the way it was animated and shown. I was like, that has to be a reference to something, but I don't get it.
1: Even now, I, I I'm looking, I'm not seeing anything, but I, I might, I don't know. If, if, if you're listening out there, if you know what that reference is to, or if you can confirm that it is Deliverance and we're completely wrong uh, <laughs> or, or, or we're completely or I, I'm starting to think maybe I'm wrong because now I'm looking at the characters in that and then I'm like, I don't think that's the guy mm-hmm. I'm thinking of. Anyway, um, if you guys know, let us know, because now I'm, I'm super. <laughs> it's not it's not
2: referencing anything. Watch. That's what going to
1: that's that's yeah, yeah. end up being. So,
3: <laughs> yeah. Uh, but then they do a flash forward to one year later and apparently everybody's fine filbert has boarded up his fucking trailer so nobody can get in so halloween can't get in but he i guess has a change of heart he opens his window to a kid walking around his uh you know uh, neighborhood and he's like young boy what smart boy what is it what to, what is today
1: <laughs> yeah
3: and again another a grown adult voice it's just like it's halloween what <laughs>
1: <laughs> and why they go into the uh the uh christmas carol the charles dickens right. uh reference at this point makes absolutely no sense that's why i'm now i'm feeling now i'm flip-flopping back and i feel like the deliverance reference might be accurate yeah. because they're just going all over the fucking place with these references yeah. i mean yeah
3: the references pull from everywhere like you know we've already had night of the living dead and fantasia you know it, mm-hmm. they, they'll pull from anything uh but yeah and then the episode ends with philbert you know busting into rocco's house and Rocco, Heffer, the Hopping Hessian, and then the leg that the Hopping Hessian threw at them are all having popcorn and revisiting last year's (laughs) photos. (laughs) (laughs) To the punchline of, they're all standing in a photo together, and Philbert asks, well, then who took this photo?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a great gag. (laughs) Just. Yeah, uh, the, the, yeah. You don't. You know. Obviously, you thought it was the climactic scene. You got the scare. Oh wait, no. They're friends with the ghost now. Yeah. But who's the real? Ghost? <laughs> yeah. It's like, funny
2: that this episode ends that way because mine has a similar ending.
1: Maybe not mm-hmm. as. Sort of. They're kind of in the same lane. Yeah. I guess. Well, you think about like the 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 people who you know, this was in the '90s. Obviously, like think about the people who wrote these episodes for television in the early to mid 90s they grew up on the twilight zone Oh, for sure where, you know so all of these things feel like they have a a, a, a deep twilight zone vibe to them yeah
2: yeah i mean well, that's I how think- it always is yeah it's like that's the that twilight zone is basically like the king of anthology television so at any time you're doing kind of a self like a contained story you I feel like that's what all these like trios of horrors does that. That's basically Mm -hmm. what it is. It's almost like tales. It's almost like the Twilight Zone and Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, you know what I mean Mm -hmm. when it comes to just the way the segments are and just references and things like that. Even though they reference other horror movies as well. So yeah, Mm -hmm. and then goes without saying.
3: Yeah, then even Futurama just made it completely obvious and said you're going to go through the spooky door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But uh, so the second uh, the second half of this episode is. Uh, Ed Is Dead, a thriller. And it's just straight up Hitchcock ripoff after Hitchcock ripoff. It it <laughs> it mainly takes rear window. Uh, but you get pieces here and there of other things. Like the intro is very much from the Alfred Hitchcock Presents show. Yeah. Which is like that's the only reference I would have gotten as a kid, because I definitely watched that uh either on Nick at night. I think it was on Nick at Night. Um that original Hitchcock yeah, show Yeah, I think it was Yeah, I think it was I feel
1: like it was yeah because I because Alfred Hitchcock presents is the one where they have like his silhouette yeah. Yeah. and it like with he his, goes with into his a theme silhouette.
2: song and then he walks into yeah. it and mm-hmm. he, he introduces the segment yeah or whatever yeah. the story is yeah so yeah that was, that was definitely on. a Nick that, night. that's still on everywhere now <laughs> so mm-hmm. you can find it on like me tv and stuff like that so
1: yeah me TV, shout out Me TV first of all <laughs> for Dude, playing love Al- me some Al- Alfred Hitchcock presents. I fucking love some Me TV guys. Spend ghoulies Yeah, there you go. Yeah,
3: <laughs> but yeah, so they completely ape that opening, except for instead of you know it being Alfred Hitchcock's tummy, it's heifer's ass. And yeah, <laughs> and he's he's wolfing something down, uh, mm. but you know when he turns to realize he's on camera. He swallows too quickly and he just like is starts talking like Hitchcock because he's choking at the same time. (laughs)
1: It reminds me say that I think he should leave. Bit like, yeah, <laughs> it's like,
0: <"Salud."
2: laughs> it's like. I just it. saw that episode, and my wife was she. She thinks it's the stupidest show ever to exist. Uh, yeah, but yeah. that yeah. one segment got her when he's choking. He doesn't want to embarrass himself in front of the guy. So
1: so silly. <laughs> yeah, He Keeps making the faces like this guy's crazy. We've always yeah, checked. yeah,
2: so, <laughs> so stupid. Good.
3: I, oh god, I I. Just because I do kind of love that show, like I came to the conclusion that if you look at that show from the lens that every other adult in that show is an adult who got bigged from a (laughs) fortune teller machine and is like a child (laughs) trying to be an adult. (laughs) Yeah, just look at it from that lens. Yeah,
1: just leaning into shit that no adult should lean into. (laughs) That's oh, a show I quote way too much. I, I I just recently hosted a very large event. Uh, of it was a goat race, and <laughs> okay. uh, it's yeah. Long story short, I work <laughs> for a brewery that we do a giant event that uh uh, uh we've raced goats. Um, and it's fun. It's a big beer festival, and you know German Opa music, and everybody people race goats. And the amount of times I quoted the uh, the little buff boy pageant. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> Did oh, you God. see that? Yeah. One? yeah. I, get, the, I mean, I was hammered up there in front of like four thousand people, and I was going, "What a crop!" I just kept oh saying, God. The word. <laughs> "That's <laughs> amazing." Me and, like, me and my co host we were hammered. Just, <laughs> just we were like, "Look, look at this little brick shit. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Oh man! <laughs> oh, man, now you gotta teach one of the goats to smoke, and then somebody gotta set out in the audience <laughs> to say "fuck that goat," <laughs> fuck that. Goat. But oh okay, man. Uh, But yes. Anyway, back to Ed is dead. Basically, it just plays out like Rear Window. There's nothing terribly like uh, divergent to it. You know, uh, mm-hmm. Mrs. Bighead and Ed are having constant arguments, and. Rocco is spying in various ways. Like he's, it, it starts with him trying to throw the ball to Spunky, his dog, and mm-hmm. you know it goes over the fence, and he's you know peering through the fence as you know Mrs. Bighead and Ed are arguing once again. Uh, the squirrels come back because they're mm-hmm. making fun of the giant <laughs> wart on Mister uh,
1: on Mister <laughs> Bighead's butt. <laughs> Stop looking at my butt! Yeah. <laughs> he tells him. <laughs> the big heads are the most like Filbert is such a great character. Heifer, I mean everyone's uh, so many good characters. The big heads are the most unhinged part of this show.
2: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like
1: it's fucking chaos when the episodes that are that that center around the big head couple are chaotic.
3: Yeah. I mean they they were I don't know if they were based
1: off uh Alan Peg Bundy in any way. But it feels like it's almost like this just vague honeymooners ish type yeah. of thing. But then but then they talk almost like they're like very prim and proper. But like he almost seems like uh, what's the name of the guy who from from Caddyshack? He almost seems like uh, um, the freaking judge from. Yeah, Caddyshack. I know. I can't remember this character's <laughs> name, but yeah, like the way he talks and he's like, oh, he goes up and he goes down yeah. and he just does yeah, this yeah, like yeah. insane. Well, almost waiting. Jimmy Glick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly it's almost jiminy Glick like
2: yeah 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 I get where you're going go you're yeah. going with those those characters like, like i said there's that episode that's banned that I always remember
1: <laughs> and it was
2: based around her so right. there you go and <laughs>
1: even the end of this episode we get some like weird kind of mixing the sex with the violence yeah no i thing at the my end note here. is
3: my note is the episode ends with rough choke sex for the big heads
1: <laughs> yeah, it really is that's exactly what happens i wrote last point weird frog sex yeah
3: oh god which like it like that whole prim and proper like way of speaking is like the way they behave like outside of the home you know but right. like because Rocco is their neighbor, like, he gets to hear all the time of, like, just how insane, just constant screaming and carrying on is going on over there. So, like. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, aren't they always, like, nasty to each other? Like, you're yeah. fat, you're ugly. Like, that's basically oh, kind of yeah. their thing. Yeah, right? Yeah.
3: So- <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I was saying, like, it's kind of like married with children, but turned up to 11. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Brian made reference of the Honeymooners, which is kind of the same thing. Like, you know, they would dig on each other. But like, I mean,
1: all these couples are essentially based on pretty much in some way. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It's like they, it's like they, they only they're allowed to talk shit about each other. No one from the outside can. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like mm-hmm. you said, Al Bundy and stuff. That's how that, the, that same the Bundys seasons. are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everyone else is an outsider. It's like only we yeah. can talk shit and they stand up for each other. It's like at the end, they love each other. Everyone else can mm-hmm. go to hell, but they talk shit about each other too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of just trope, a trope, I guess, in the '90s when you think about it. <laughs>
1: It was a very 90s thing, yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, like I feel like that real that that whole thing really came on hot in the 90s of like married couples being real dicks to each yeah. other, real <laughs> shitty to each other.
2: What's the show from? Uh, there's another show, another famous show. It escapes my mind right now. Roseanne. Were they mm-hmm. Not yeah. Well, Roseanne, eh, they loved each other. I, yeah, they did talk shit about. It. From the <laughs> 70s, I think it was or the 80s, where they
1: playing the All piano the in the
2: beginning. No.
1: Uh, oh you're thinking of yeah uh yeah, all in the family what's
2: the, uh archie bunker never, was that archie all in the bunker. family yes yes, yes. yeah oh, but it was all in the, the family fa- i never i'll never, I be honest i never watched oh, okay. all in the family so <laughs> yeah i know the character i just i've never i've never watched it
3: yeah mm-hmm. yeah but yeah same thing yeah yeah it, he yeah, would, always, yeah. yeah he would always rag on edith and but like nobody could ever say anything about her yeah, exactly you know, yeah or else he yeah yeah uh let's see the the the, kind of the inciting incident for this is like it's a dark and stormy night as it would be and you know Rocco thinks he hears Bev Bighead kill Ed and then he's spying more and sees that she's burying something that looks like Ed's head (laughs) into an Ed-shaped hole (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh you get a through continued investigation Rocco goes into the basement and he like you get a psycho reference here and that he thinks he sees Ed sitting in a chair in a corner and spins it around. And it's their dog who also looks exactly like them and is attacked by their dog. <laughs> <laughs> then like when he comes back up the stairs from the basement from being attacked by the dog, Bev is hacking off the limbs of a giant cockroach.
1: Which is Shut just up. like... <laughs> I don't even remember Like that. she's butchering yeah it. like she's butchering it like it's a uh you know it's like a, you're butchering a, a, a turkey or something yeah. but she's butchering a giant cockroach yeah and
3: it's a it's enormous so like it's just, mm-hmm. i don't know plans on now how many days you know meal prep that is but you know the she's going at it
1: <laughs>
3: you get a uh you get an apocalypse now reference that doesn't i don't know mm. it doesn't fit it doesn't feel right but like Mm -hmm. Rocco is basically alone in his house is like the storm is raging outside and he's like trying to go through all the evidence he's come through and he's just like sitting by himself and he goes the horror
0: the horror (laughs) Oh
1: yeah that was weird yeah I did I I I made note of it in my head but I didn't write it down there was that one and then there were oh no never mind that was the psycho yeah there's a psycho reference as well yeah uh, that that comes up at some point yeah, yeah yeah
3: i just talked about it it's the one it's the dog in the basement
1: oh yeah it was the dog yes i i was thinking it was ed Bighead, but no you're right it's the dog yeah yeah,
0: yeah.
3: yeah no Because guess he goes Sorry. searching for ed because ed is apparently missing he finds the, dog. It's the yeah. dog yeah 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 just like the mother corpse turn around but this is the one thing that's confusing is somebody cuts a hole in his front door for spunky to get out and he goes chasing spunky mm-hmm. into the Bighead's yard who or why did
1: that? I don't know. That's the <laughs> one. <laughs> it's a cut. Listen, it could be anybody. Things things like that yeah, just happen. Yeah. Or, you know, occasionally. Yeah, that universe
3: is just random. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. just the one thing that didn't make any sense about this episode is is <laughs> trying to make sense of Rocco.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't imagine the absolute, well, like, the negative time they spent trying to fill up that broad hole. They were just like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. who cares? No,
3: no that... The, that was just simply a thing to get him back over to Bev's house there wasn't like any thought put into it at all they're just like why would he go back over the spunky escapes how does the spunky escape mm-hmm. yeah, somebody cut a hole in his door oh okay yeah okay. <laughs> yeah of course they, they engineered it backwards <laughs> and stopped mm-hmm. it cut a hole in the door right. <laughs> but yeah uh, you know uh, Rocco confronts Bev Big Head and he says uh, he sees a bush in the lightning and in the lightning it says kill Ed <laughs> Right, and he says, Bev, look, you you pruned your hedges to say kill Ed, and she's like, No, he did it, and the lightning flashes again. It says Squinky, <laughs>
1: yeah, and then it says kill Roy, yeah. which is just a, <laughs> another weird reference. <laughs> But yeah. Do you think that was an office reference? I don't think that was an office reference. I'm just kidding. No. So. Obviously, no. way. It was way after that. I'm just being a fucking idiot. I don't think that
3: I don't think this show predicted the office, Brian. <laughs> Alright, fine. <laughs> I'm, fucking going to ruin all my fun. Because then you're and you're saying that it somehow predicted not only would the UK version exist, but then <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: the American version exists too. <laughs> and that jim and pam would fall in love now i want to write a uh, horror office fan fiction hell yeah um sorry <laughs> that would yeah, be separate amazing topic. <laughs> separate topic tm 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 guys
3: <laughs> don't get into don't get into my office of horrors <laughs> fan fiction
1: don't don't fuck with this million dollar idea
3: yeah uh also bev goes on to explain that there is an edge-shaped hole because she has an edge-shaped shovel that was a gift right the head that she threw in was a meatloaf head that she was sculpting for art <laughs> class. <laughs> yeah. Right. And out of meatloaf. Yeah. And then, you know, as the storm whips up and is beginning beginning to tear houses out of the ground.
1: <laughs> yeah, like it turns into a it's a fucking tornado. Yeah, it's a
3: complete catastrophe. Uh it's just all of a sudden the sun comes up and a taxi arrives and Ned's in the taxi and everything's okay. He just went away to go get a word off his butt. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that's the whole thing.
3: That's the whole thing. And then, you know, choke sex after.
1: Oh, God. Then they end up with having a discussion about, yeah, like you, you get the the uh, the almost the exact same scenario playing out of Ed like, I'm going to get you. And she's like, oh, you animal. Yeah. And he's like, I'm not going to let you go till I'm done. It's like pretty <laughs> over the top language they're kind of using. And, and then they just start it mm-hmm. out and it's just it's pretty it's, it's suggesting a lot it suggests a about lot about the, the the love life of the big but hand.
3: also just where his where his hands are are definitely around her throat like in the silhouette yeah like <laughs> it's a lot, yeah. it's, a lot. Sex,
1: it's a lot a like lot guys said <laughs> yeah it's, it's a lot to digest for cartoon characters on nickelodeon yeah. but that's how it goes guys that's how, that's it,
3: goes. how it goes that's how rocco goes you got you know Mm -hmm. again you get a bunch of you get comedy from all angles you get the funny Mm -hmm. goofy fucking visuals that like all kids are you know all dumb kids are attracted to like hey funny cartoons Mm -hmm. funny shapes all that shit rules Mm -hmm. (laughs) you get you get you know references to stuff that you wouldn't get until 20 years later (laughs) you go Mm -hmm. oh yeah that's like an adult movie why
1: (laughs) and then I'll be honest. I think I would have liked this better if it was flipped around and they kept the sugar frosted frights till the second one, because I like that episode so much more. Mm -hmm.
2: That's the Halloween episode. Technically, the other one's just kind of, you know, spooky Spooky theme. There's 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 like a Ren and Stimpy episode. It's the same way where like the first half is like they're in a haunted house and the second half there's like not. It's like a knockoff kind of like horror referency y type deal. It's funny that they both kind of have an episode like that for Halloween, mm-hmm. I guess. It's almost so. like they
1: write one Halloween episode, and then they go, well, what could we put beside it that like will kind of make sense yeah. as a second yeah. episode? Ru- that's a Rugrats, little scary.
2: Rugrats did it too. They have an episode that's mm. awesome, an awesome Halloween episode, and then the second part is kind of like, meh.
3: Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, so. I mean, and we'll, we'll get into it shortly because Doug's Halloween adventure is just one singular episode. But all mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. all of Doug's other episodes were double episodes as well of like, yeah. you know, 15 and 15. So like it, mm-hmm. I feel
2: like a lot of these shows were like that. Most mm-hmm. of the Nicktoons from from back then were like two segments within one episode.
3: Yeah. So no. yeah. So it's interesting to think, like, did they write did they write these episodes with uh with it in mind? That they are going to do a Halloween episode and then we should also write another scary piece or did they just have like a whole list planned out and they wrote a bunch of scripts and then matched them up later and said, Mm -hmm. well, okay, this will go with the Halloween one as well. Because, like you were saying about yeah, the Ren and be. Stimpy one, the the second half on the Ren and Stimpy one doesn't make any sense at all. It's just yeah, it just I f- exists. I
2: forget what I don't even remember what the second one is. I just remember the first one. They're in a haunted house. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm, well, I'm that was the
1: ghost that wants to die and the ghost. Yeah, of, where he wears like the like suicide mask and, stuff. and he has a
2: chainsaw <laughs> in that one scene. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah yeah that's a great episode too I <laughs> that's a picked, dark that's a dark ass episode yeah too. i almost picked that but the second part kind of throws it off for me i feel the same way about the rugrats episode where it's like the first mm-hmm. episode is awesome the first segment i mean is awesome the second part is just kind of like meh whatever mm-hmm. yeah. you know yep. so it's because they're not technically they're not halloween specials they're just kind of like halloween themed in one half and then the second half is just kind of the runtime to extend it to right. wherever, 23 minutes you know
1: what i mean yeah so yeah i get why they put the the sugar frosted frights first obviously because it did uh if i'm not mistaken uh well no 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 yours came out louie on halloween this was december 29th mine so right was up, you know, the 30th Mars.
2: it was the day before
1: oh was it i read yeah, yeah, it, it, it was october
2: 30th yeah i think i'm pretty sure it was Unless, yeah, unless, this was 29. We so, have different notes. We <laughs> found information from different places. Uh, it's a, a whole lot more
1: likely that I wrote it down wrong. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, this one did. You know, obviously premiered right right up against Halloween. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yep. So it's good. Listen, it's a great show. Uh, it's just only half Halloween, is what I'm saying, Steve. So.
2: That's kind of my that's my argument. It's half Halloween. It's half. <laughs> it's half
3: Halloween. But it's full horror, so it still keeps. There you go.
1: <laughs> I suppose so. I suppose so. Um, no, it's a good one. It's a good one. I like it a lot. All right, uh, Louis, you going yes. to jump in? Jump into give give us some Doug action.
2: So. My 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 breakdown of this episode is nowhere near as as uh, as in depth as yours. So <laughs> uh, so I, I'll kind of be bouncing around basically. But yeah, the the release date I have is October thirtieth, nineteen ninety three. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the fourth episode in the fourth season. So later in Doug's run, I'm assuming you guys are Doug fans as well, right? Like
1: <laughs> I love me some Doug. I I will say Doug was um one of my favorite shows when i was a kid yeah it hasn't it's not one i revisit as much as other ones like i watch Rocco's modern life still to this day yeah but i don't watch doug doug yeah. spoke spoke to a very specific age where it kind of like i don't want to say there were lessons but it was very much about like as a anxious kid doug's a very anxious kid mm-hmm. yeah of and course and I don't know if Doug is the like helped me to understand my anxiety or caused my anxiety <laughs> but but like Doug Doug spoke to things that felt important to you when you were a kid. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like crushes and anxiety about school or whatever. It is. Yeah. 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 Whereas like, obviously it doesn't resonate as much as a, as a, you know, 37 year old man. Um, but, you know, <laughs> Rocco, I could just watch and be like, <laughs> Philbert's funny. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Different yeah. types of shows. It's weird that they were all, you know, they all existed at the same time. When you look at like mm-hmm. Ren and Stimpy, Rocco, Rugrats and Doug, which mm-hmm. to my knowledge, were like the first four big Nicktoons in that period, mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know, he was kind of the odd man out. Rugrats was, and I'm a big Rugrats fan at least the first mm-hmm. like five or six seasons are amazing to me but i feel like doug was always more the calm show and i, I remember as a kid a lot of people i remember when i'd go to school and kids were like oh doug sucks you know, what I mean? like Doug isn't because Doug isn't obnoxious and screaming and right. cutting off, you know, yeah. Ren and Stimpy or like, you know, doing all the hairballs and all that shit. Rocco, same thing, just vulgar. And I think Doug was a little more innocent and Rugrats was kind of in between. But what I always liked about mm. Doug and and I'm talking Nickelodeon Doug, because there was Disney Doug, which was horrible. I was ar- <laughs> yeah. I think that was like 97 or so around that time, yeah. if I remember correctly, it was like the late 90s. And um, that version of Doug. Terrible but Nickelodeon, Doug to me was always kind Patty of Patty Maney's not seriously yeah.
1: as hot on Disney. And oh god! Wait, the just d- kidding! Oh, Jesus. just kidding, guys! Just kidding, guys! That's my she other was... fanfic. I'm not going to bring it into the mix
2: here. <laughs> oh god! Where are you? Where's this conversation going? <laughs> but yeah, Doug always was just kind of chill. I'll tell you where it's going. It's going
1: <laughs> Patty Maney's fanfic, guys.
2: I thought I spelled it out clearly. Uh,
0: yeah, um. Doug was
2: always kind of like the calm. You know, kind of everything was kind of chill. You know, it, wasn't it was more lucky, key, yeah. yeah. Realistic that's what show. Thought. That's what I. That's what I always liked about Doug, and I always thought. And, and I, I'm with you, honestly. Out of all of these shows, I probably revisit Ren and Stimpy the most, mm-hmm. even more so mm-hmm. than Doug. Uh, but you know, I, I feel like this episode, and when I get into it in a second, um, when it comes to Halloween animated series, in my opinion, mm-hmm. out of all the Nicktoons, it's it probably does it the best. And I think it has to do with it being like we said a few seconds ago or a few minute, a minute or so ago, the runtime, the entire episode is a Halloween special. And mm-hmm. you know, when it comes in your, your episode, we haven't gotten to it yet, but that's spoiler a live action thing. So it's kind of different, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah. So, so Doug's Halloween adventure uh, in a nutshell my, my very not, sort of brief, because I, I kind of break it down where there's things I love about this episode. And a lot of it goes back to my love for haunted attractions and haunts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Skeeter, Doug's best friend, finds out about this haunted attraction called Bloodstone Manor. And he's really excited to go. Also, I want to point out, it's at a place called. It is called, called Funky, Funky Town. Town. Yes, which Funky is Town. a disco themed amusement park which i love too i wish <laughs> and that it's place a reoccurring existed. thing that's not yeah. just for this episode like yeah, funky no, it's town
1: not. yeah
0: yeah
2: it, it's funny there's like a giant like john travolta pointing type dude <laughs> in the front and, and and they've gone back to it several times and bloodstone manor you learn a little bit about the back the backstory of w- what the theme of this haunted attraction is and there's this guy by the name of Bar- Baron Von, he- I-, I pronounced it when we covered this show. I believe it's Heckle I believe Heckelhoffer. it's Heckle Yeah, Baron
1: Von Heckle ba- Baron Von Heckle ba- yeah. You can who, tell you're not Midwestern because yeah. that's like a pretty common name out here. I no, can am just kidding. Oh I, yeah. I'm going down I, to I, the Heckelhoffers. Oh, sure. Yeah. Heckle oh yeah Hoffer. we got a potluck
2: dude when we covered this episode i butchered that name several times <laughs> oh and yeah
3: the hecklehoffers are butchers <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> uh, but basically <laughs> that's a, that a good yes i was <laughs> gonna acknowledge that <laughs> but basically he built this manor for a bride on their wedding night or something like that and she died mm. because she fell down this I guess shaft or something.
1: He, didn't <laughs> know, he forgot to put in a floor. He
2: forgot to put in a floor, right? Something <laughs> like that. And that, because that plays into the actual haunted attraction as well. And ever since then, the place has been cursed. Now, what I like about this is it always made me laugh because is this a real haunted manor or is it a haunted attraction? Because is it the story that goes with the haunted attraction or is it just like the haunted house in town that they just so happen to have turned into an attraction? Here's what
1: I think. Yeah. And and, and I think Louie, you'll appreciate this is in my, the, the backstory I'm creating in my brain is funky town is like a pretty big amusement park. Yeah, I mean, it's got its own buses that come and pick you up. <laughs> you know and take you almost like a universal studios or a disney situation <laughs> exactly so if you remember around this time this this movie this came out in 93 the early 90s and i think we even talked about this when i was on your show is the elvira pitched everything back everything, then yeah and all those elvira like commercials like mug root beer and like yeah. pretty much every single halloween sweepstakes at the time you won a all trip, expense to trip to universal studios Halloween to visit <laughs> <Howard> and <laughs> yeah. the psycho mansion you yeah, got to party yeah, yeah. with elvira at the psycho house yeah. and all that stuff so i think this was their equivalent of the psycho mansion yeah it yeah. was up on the hill it was in the background you know so it kind of like was a similar setting
2: I, I think the story goes if i remember correctly i think it was like the house was abandoned, I think. I think, and they built the amusement park around it, something yeah. like that. I, I, think, I thought <laughs> I
1: took it as Skeeter was playing into the marketing of the whole thing. That's what I it was thought. Real. That's yeah. what I thought. It can be both. Of which, it can an, be
3: both.
2: Yeah. It can. It can and be both. Yeah. Speaking of which, there's an awesome commercial for Bloodstone Manor that pops up, you know, on the TV in in Doug's in Doug's house, you know, and, mm-hmm. and that's probably one of my favorite things about it is that they actually wrote a commercial for like a fake commercial for this episode for Bloodstone Manor. So that's Mm -hmm. amazing. Uh, But yeah, so Skeeter really wants to go. Doug, he's a scaredy cat. Doug is all, that's always been Doug's thing. He's, you know, timid guy, scaredy cat. And soft boy, he, yeah, he's very, very soft soft boy. Boy. he's very much a soft yeah, boy. Very much a soft boy. Doug
1: is the OG soft boy. If you, know, if anybody who's into that, like that aesthetic, if that you, you owe everything to Doug. Yes, big time. <laughs> he soft is the boy. originator of soft boy culture <laughs> with, with his khaki shorts, uh, <laughs> his khaki shorts, his fucking green sweater vest, V-neck,
2: yeah, green sweater vest V neck thing. uh But yeah, so. Doug tries to, I guess he tries to persuade Skeeter, like, let's go trick-or-treating, but they're obviously too old for, for trick-or-treating, but he's like, oh, let's do that anyway because he really doesn't want to go to this haunted attraction. And mm-hmm. there's a little side side story because he's dressed, as, he's dressed up as Grace Canyon, who's his idol, basically an Indiana mm-hmm. Jones parody. That's what Grace mm-hmm. Canyon is. And he there's several kind of... You know his imagination just daydreaming of what could happen there's one that he's really brave and then there's one that he fails and all the ghosts I think there's one that he scares all the ghosts that they leave the house and there's one where it all goes wrong for Grace Canyon or Doug as Grace Canyon Um, Mm -hmm. what ends up happening is Patty Mayonnaise which you mentioned. <laughs> is going to Funky Town, or or she's heading somewhere to a Halloween party. She's I think. going. She's a going party. to a Halloween party yeah, with her yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. This, yeah. And her, this is this and is on their
3: way. This is mm-hmm. where I, I don't get what Doug was up to, because so Doug and Skater are trick or treating, and then they get they get harassed by Roger, and then, like Doug loses his hat because they don't want they don't get on the shuttle to yeah. Funky Town. And Patty pulls up in the van with her dad, and she's like, "I'm going to a costume party at such and such." Yeah, that's
1: the worst. How dare you? How <laughs> dare you? Care. That is a terrible.
3: <laughs> her dad's Patty kind of an
2: ass- asshole too, kind of like talking shit to Doug and stuff yeah. about the like about Bloodstone Manor.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah, he's he's like yeah. trying to frighten him even more. But like, if Doug's goal is to not go to Bloodstone Manor. Then why doesn't he go to the costume party with Patty? And also, like when they go to Bloodstone Manor, Patty doesn't go with him, so he's not being brave in front of her. <laughs> so just hang I mean, out with the girl Skeeter. you like. <laughs> I blame
2: Skeeter. I think he just—I think his best friend wanted to go, so he's like, "Fuck!" Like you know, Patty's kind of giving him some point. Like I guess she inspires him to to, to be a little brave. Yeah, I guess but I guess Doug's yeah, still following bro reoccur- code. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> basically yes. Bro- that's that's what's happening yeah.
1: he's also let's be clear he's not invited to the party patty's going to so he yeah. would have to full-on invite himself and he'd Skeeter. have to be like
0: i'm <laughs>
2: yeah I'm so- cu-
1: we're coming with you yeah. they're like we can give you a ride to funky town and he would have to be like no no we're coming to where you're coming. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know just ask
2: <laughs> yeah. uh but but and you mentioned roger the bully um,
1: Roger Klotz.
2: <laughs> yeah. He he basically, you know, shitty kids. They want to TP houses and trees and shit like that. Doug mm-hmm. doesn't want to do any of that. Uh, and that's another thing. Calls him a chicken, and Roger's just being that's always Roger. Roger's an asshole <laughs> in every mm-hmm. episode of Doug. Um, mm-hmm. so they end up at Funky Town, they end up at Bloodstone Manor. Funny enough, it's the three of them: it's Skeeter, Doug, and Roger. And there's like a whole thing where they're the last in line to get in and the park's about to close and they finally get in. And there's a, and this is probably another thing I love about the episode. There's this thing called the the threshold of is it death?
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the threshold of, of de- death.
2: And once you pass it, that's it. That's ba- you've made it into the blood into Bloodstone Manor. And they mm-hmm. go in and the threshold of death is a pit, a spike pit, I guess, referencing the bride that fell because he didn't finish the floor. Haffelhofer or whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> uh, and Doug finds out that it's all a gag. It's glass, it's a glass facade and it's not real and it's just to kind of you know, it's a gag. It is a haunted attraction, guys, basically is is what yeah. that tells you. And long story short, they make their way through the, through an amazing haunted attraction. This shit's got a roller coaster in it where the cars oh, yeah. are coffins and they run through yeah. kind of like a haunted mansion-esque graveyard and mm-hmm. uh what ends up happening is they lose roger they find his boots
1: <laughs> which was which was part of the part of the uh the the you know the story the the lore, yeah, the behind, lore it behind it, it. <laughs> yeah.
2: is that i guess that's all that they find of the person's boots right if i remember yeah. correctly and right. uh you know doug for some reason, because Roger's always super shitty to him, so I never, I don't get this part either. But Doug wants to find Roger because he feels he can't leave him behind. You know, inside of the inside of the house, they believe all the all the urban legends and stuff like that about about the mansion. What ends up happening is they stumble across, they stumble into basically the the background behind the scenes area where they find all the props and stuff like that. And throughout the right. actual haunt. The actual the ghost itself, half He's purple, green face, kind of Zorro creepy red type eyes. mask with the creepy red yeah. eyes on it. He uh uh pops up and ends up showing them that Roger is pranking them now and pretending that the mm-hmm. ghost got him and all this shit, and he's outside. I think he wants to TP them. That that's kind yeah. of what I got from it. <laughs> it's really yeah.
1: odd yeah roger (laughs) real fucking dirtbag yeah piece of shit king of (laughs) king of shitty kids king of shitty kids Um, like not only will he be a dick and like you know uh uh pick on them and try to like belittle them in front of people but then after you help him He'll still fucking you. <laughs> yeah, he's that he's still, big of a piece of shit. They never and, and the whole thing is yeah, the whole thing is because
2: Doug didn't want a TP houses right. and Shit. So yeah, they never know? they never show <laughs> it. Yeah, my, but
3: Roger absolutely smokes cools <laughs> for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> for sure. Hell yeah.
1: He he smokes those uh those little ones that you like pop the little crystal in mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Oh god. Uh, <laughs> but we I was watching this with my with my youngest daughter who's who's uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, just turned seven and even she was like whenever they saw roger's boots in there and he was like oh we gotta you know skeeter was like we gotta go and and uh doug was like no we got we can't we gotta go save him my daughter goes just let him die <laughs> just flat out just oh my no she's just, just goes, let, let him die, die. Well,
2: that's what Skeeter wanted. Just, I think Skeeter wanted to book it and leave yeah. and leave Roger in the in the in the in the haunted attract in the haunted house in Bloodstone Manor. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that was Roger's deal. Wanted to prank Doug and Skeeter. So what ends up happening is he- Heckelhoffer teams mm-hmm. up with Doug and Skeeter, and they come up with this plan to scare Roger and his goons by basically mm. turning into giant floating creepy heads. <laughs>
1: yeah. and, and apparently there is unbelievable yeah. like special effects, uh, like hell, like yeah. Te- yeah what do they call like a, uh, like it's a, a hologram. hologram? Hologram, I'm guessing. Situation. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't overthink I, any of this when I watched it. <laughs> I could only,
3: I could only wonder how much actual admission into this attraction is, because, like you already mentioned. It's got giant indoor slides. It's probably yeah. like 7 stories underground. <laughs> roller coaster. Because <laughs> you got to go down a giant slide and then there's a roller coaster underground and then there's the workshop that's under underground yeah. and then there's the bat cave that the Heckle ghost lives in and I guess monitors everybody. So yeah. like yeah, it's it's a it's like a Resident Evil fucking base.
2: Yeah. <laughs> the way it's set up. Mm-hmm. He's got his little security. Funky Town room. is yeah.
1: real fucking deal, guys. Yeah, I'm yeah.
2: telling you. It's got more Funky- money than Walt
1: Disney, basically, I guess than, than <laughs> <Yeah>. Disneyland. <laughs> what For- if in this in the Doug universe John Travolta is Walt Disney (laughs) and created Funky Town and erected that giant statue of himself. That'd be amazing. Instead of Walt holding Mickey's hand, it's just him doing the pose. He's like, hey, come in, come in, come into uh, Funky
2: Town. He does all that. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. uh, But yeah. Even even
3: worse, though, would be if it was based (laughs) off the sequel of staying alive that was written by frank stallone amazing that's
2: directed by from. sylvester stallone too. yeah <laughs> so, uh, it's the stallone brothers who own funky town it was like frank stallone wrote music for it and sylvester right. stallone directed it hey man yeah I, guilty pleasure <laughs> so,
1: <laughs> uh, but yeah roger Skeeter, it's called funky yeah. town colon oh my god <laughs> you guys oh god <laughs>
3: whatever town doug lives in it's a company town for funky town everybody (laughs) has to work there and they have company script
1: (laughs) isn't it bluffsburg or something like that yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um yeah Bluffington, bluffington Bluffington. there you go there you go that's right
2: uh but yeah they team up they scare roger away and the twist ending is that this was it was actually a ghost he kind of like flies away <laughs> yeah, into the yeah. night. So the guy that I guess runs this haunted attraction, or at for, for tonight at least on Halloween, it's mm-hmm. the actual ghost of Heckelhofer that's scaring everyone for seven hours or whatever on Halloween night. So
0: Yeah. <laughs>
2: that that's basically it. That's Doug's Halloween adventure. My my favorite thing about this episode is just I think they do a, a tremendous job at representing a haunted attraction, just kind of, you know, the urban myth. You know, everyone's got that haunted Mm -hmm. house that, oh, someone died in it, or someone slid down something and ended up in bodies. Someone had a heart Mm -hmm. attack. Someone shit themselves, whatever it is. (laughs) Um, And how they incorporated that into the actual episode. Uh, I talked about the commercial, kind of just the buildup to the haunted house. You know, we were all kids at one point, And, you know, when you're 12 or 13 and you're you're first entering a haunted attraction during the Halloween season, you're nervous. You know, even though, you know, in the back of your mind, this is all fucking fake. It's still kind of scary because you don't know what to expect, you know, and I Mm -hmm. took this as Doug's first time entering a haunted attraction. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think this episode did a fantastic job with that. It also did a great job representing Halloween as a holiday. You know, just Mm -hmm. the shots of Skeeter and Doug, even though, you know, they're too old, I guess, to be trick or treating, just seeing all the people walking around, the leaves, the full moon, just everything about it. The the episode's got a lot of atmosphere even before entering the haunted house. And and there's Mm -hmm. even a separation between them being kids trick or treating and kind of entering the unknown. In Doug's case, at least, because Skeeter's the real reason this is all fucking happening, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, and that's my favorite thing about it. Just when it comes to Halloween, balancing like two of my personal—this yeah, is a personal pick—two of my mm-hmm. favorite things. Even if you're not a Doug fan, I think this episode by itself does a great job just kind of showing you what Halloween's like as a kid. You know, balancing the mm-hmm. the more adult-oriented thing you could do during the season and then the more innocent thing with trick-or-treating so I, that's yeah. what i love about it the most personally and that's kind of that's why i pick it and it's always my go-to i think when it comes to like family friendly because Rocco's not fucking family friendly <laughs> <Well, laughs> kind of but you know like i think like you said your daughter watched this there's nothing about yeah. this that's it's so innocent you know what i mean yeah. there's nothing about it, about it that's vulgar it's wholesome you know, it's it's mm-hmm. got a little spookiness to it. I think ah, uh, Hall- say Hasselhoffer.
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he's, sl- he's his, slowly morphing yeah. into a Baywatch. Yeah. The, <laughs> episode
2: the design of that character is fantastic. I want to get him tattooed on me. I haven't done it yet, but I, I really do want to <laughs> get just that that character tattooed because I think it would make for a sick tattoo. And I just mm. love it, man. I, I I love it. You know, and and I yeah. think if you haven't I seen it, you should some- watch it. <laughs>
1: It absolutely is worth a watch. It's one of my favorite ones of, of the, you know, this is definitely one I considered picking too. And I think the same things that, that you mentioned are what I love about it. One, the, the trick-or-treat scenes. Doug, as a show, the animation style does Nighttime really well. Yeah, it mm-hmm. does. And the most the most memorable scenes from this series, not just this episode, for me, are the nighttime mm-hmm. scenes. I agree. They just make nighttime look. I don't know. It just it just feels I very agree. authentic. It. Yeah. Um. And and not only when they're trick or treating out, like you feels like it just is dark. Like they they're not afraid to make things look really dark. Yeah. yeah. You know, like in contrast, Rocco's Modern Life, which I love as well but like even when they're supposed to be out trick-or-treating at night it it seems like it's almost daytime yeah for sure like at like the doug when they do night it feels like it's dark and kind of unknown kind of scary yeah
2: i think rugrats does a great job too like with nighttime Mm -hmm. scenes there's an episode of king of the hill too Mm Halloween, uh which i've covered on my show that also all the night shots and i think king of the hill did a great job it does a great job with nighttime scenes too but the halloween mm-hmm. evening it goes hand in hand with this with the doug halloween special i halloween gotta, night. We,
1: i was just talking about that with my wife we need like i need to get into i i've watched so little i like king of, king the, of the hill, hill. <laughs> yeah i just of really have watched so <laughs> I, enjoy little it. Of it. <laughs> I like it yeah. like what i have seen i do yeah. like but i just haven't i just haven't their down, halloween down episode fantastic as well i feel See, like i was a those simpsons two, kid i am too though i, I love feel simpsons like, too so yeah <laughs> whatever reason i feel like i was one of the other friends as a kid but yeah anyway yeah, yeah so the, the the night scenes of the amusement park are one of my favorite things it just reminded me of like we have here in pittsburgh we have kennywood uh which is okay. a, you know an old historic amusement park and you know we we've season tickets we go to kennywood all the time and stuff and it's reminding me of being at you know nighttime at kennywood mm-hmm. um and and it's almost like there's, I don't know if it was intentional or if it was just, you know, symptomatic of, you know, them not wanting to animate a lot of <laughs> a lot of characters. Mm-hmm. But it just feels like the park, as, as, um, with the exception of when they're in the line, there's hardly anyone else in the park. And so it yeah. feels very dreamlike for that reason.
3: Yeah, I think it's like, also just the show that everybody wanted to get on that fucking ride
2: yeah 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 probably but well, like there's like the park's closing that's kind of the that was the big that's true. thing. I that i guess was, it's that the was, end of the night too well in the episode they say like the parks you know they they're literally the last people in line and they don't think they're gonna yeah, be able they're to get like, in, so. yeah
1: they're like it's 8 45 or whatever we gotta get in line they went to funky
2: um, town just to get on like on
1: this haunted attraction, <laughs> to, to get in this haunted attraction so yeah right i'll say the one thing i don't like about this episode is it's got the laziest ass title of anything I've ever heard about. Life. You know, I agree. <laughs> Doug's Halloween yeah. Adventure. Like, fuck off. Like, he could have done something with that. Uh, if you're going to make a full length, you know, 24 or whatever minute Halloween episode, call it something. Yeah. yeah. Doug's Halloween Adventure. Uh, Doug's a fucking nerd. Yeah. 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 <laughs> he and he's he a, is. He's a soft boy. He's a he, soft
3: boy. But he has Roger dead to rights. With his giant floating hologram haunted head. Yeah. And he can basically ask for or get anything he wants out of Roger. And he just tells him to clean up the neighborhood. What a fucking nerd. Like, how about stop (laughs) bullying me, you dickhead.
1: (laughs) You rat fuck. Why don't you quit ruining my life once a week? Yeah, stop bothering people. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I guess it's, you know, you got to get it while he still believes it. Because when you show up for school on Monday, you know. Sure. The the cat's out of the bag. Yeah. Yeah. And it's (laughs) it's
3: just back on and it's on site. And he starts burning you with Winstons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He starts flicking cigs at you. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah. But. Yeah, Doug's a soft boy. There's no, yeah, there's yeah. no debate in that.
2: I get it, man. Listen, like, like we talked about earlier, it's not, it's not for everyone. Doug's not for everyone, but I think when it comes to just Halloween episodes, I think Doug did a fantastic job at mm. at, yeah. at putting together, a, a, you know, a Halloween episode. Just everything about it, to me at least, in my opinion. So, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely like reminds you of all that stuff of like yeah. the first time you go on to like a haunted house. Yeah. Or like Phantom Fright Nights is what is in the Pittsburgh area that like yeah. Kennywood opens up haunted houses in the park. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we have something yeah. similar. So, but like, yeah, yeah. It, but Brian made the point at the, uh, the beginning of the segment of just like it's not a show that like adults get much out of revisiting. Mm-hmm. I don't think because it is a lot of like lessons and just like how to deal with growing up and like it's great for kids for that because like it's it's more uh, 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 I don't know. It's more fulfilling than just seeing slapstick and boogers. Yeah. yeah, know, yeah. It, it's, it has more value. So like I liked it as a kid growing up. Eh, I didn't feel too much going back to it because yeah. I was like, nah, OK, yeah, that's it's nice and hey, wholesome. It's nice I, I and wholesome. There's that. nothing wrong with it. There's <laughs> nothing wrong with it at all. It just it doesn't have value to me as an adult because like I've been through way more shit than Doug has at this yeah, point.
1: Yeah, I, <laughs> I respect that. you i have way more sweater vests than doug yeah (laughs) like i've just been through more sweater (laughs) vests um all right so uh let's 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 get into a dang old halloween classic here guys i kind of think about this in the similar vein as doug which is like not everyone loves this show but for people who do i think they're super into it um and that show is the adventures of pete and pete um so I chose uh season two, episode five. It's called Halloweeny. And we've talked about this uh, uh on, I, I've talked about this on our show before. I think I've even mentioned it on your show yeah. as well, Louis. Like I fucking love, 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 love this uh this episode and the show at large. Um, first of all, the 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 show is so um I don't know, just really ahead of its time. They put so much into this show. There's so much love that went into this show. I mean, even down to, to all the insane cameos. I know recently there's been kind of a, a little resurgence of interest in social media around Pete and Pete, mm-hmm. where like people have been talking about how just like wild um and deep all the crazy cameos and guest stars are and how many yeah. like really influential, like celebrities, comedians, musicians, all these people who have been. <laughs> you know, guest stars and cameos on the show. It's crazy.
2: You know what I compare Pete and Pete to, and I'm a big fan of the show as well. It's Twin Mm. Peaks for children.
1: Mm. Yeah, that's a great one. It kind of is. That's kind
2: of what it is. It's the the family equivalent of Twin Peaks because you see all these actors you recognize and it's so odd and every episode's fucking weird. So... Bizarre characters. Yeah. There's so
1: much like suspension of disbelief oh, of yeah. like, okay, why is everyone oh like just act like Artie's normal? Yeah, to be here. <laughs> and, like, you know, just why does a twelve-year-old have wild? a tattoo or something? like, yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. almost, right. So the vlog
3: lady might actually be Artie's sister. You gotta. Yeah, you I know. know. <laughs> yeah,
1: it does feel like that. You're that's right. What I've what never I never thought about that. That's beat, what the, tw- I've always compared it to.
2: I'm like, it's literally Twin Peaks for kids.
1: <laughs> that's what. Yeah, that's a yeah. great one That's a great one, Louie um the 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 uh, the intro song one is literally one of my favorite songs song called hey sandy by polaris which is just a fantastic band too if you're not listening to polaris get down on some polaris (laughs) um but yeah it's just uh uh you know we'll we'll get into a couple of the the cameos are primarily one that that's in this episode here in a bit but uh for those of you that haven't watched before i won't get into the whole uh you know backstory or everything but it, it circles around um you know two brothers Pete and Pete, right? They 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 have the same name. Um big they refer to as Big Pete and Little Pete. Um, and Big Pete does a lot of the kind of narration of the show. You know, he's the he he's the you know, the show is really from his perspective. And he's I'm gonna say like 15, I'll say yeah. 14, 15 years old. Um, you know, and and it starts out by Big Pete has kind of lost his Halloween spirit. Little Pete, pretty pissed about it. Uh, so he wants to break the, the trick or treat, uh, record for Wellsville. So like 30 years ago, (laughs) some brother and sister team hit 374 houses before (laughs) midnight on, on Halloween night. And that's the record. And that's like that, that is like the ultimate achievement, uh, for, for little Pete is to try to try to, you know, beat that record. Um and, and be like, you know, go down in history as a legend in, in Wellsville. I, I remember
2: <laughs> as a kid watching this episode and thinking that was the most amazing thing in the world. It's like I wish I could do that.
0: <laughs> get as 374, much, yeah, Get yeah. as
2: much candy as possible.
1: Like you know what I mean? Have a like yeah, live I, somewhere where there's a record. How much candy, Halloween candy, could you get? so Dude, my kids are getting to the age where they're like perfect peak trick-or-treat age you know yeah, yeah. like my oldest is like super into it you know she, she'll be nine this halloween Well, i have just turned nine my youngest is seven and they are like into it yeah and they want to <laughs> go 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 get every second of trick-or-treating in uh and i'm the same way like i'm like we gotta listen we gotta have a plan of attack Mm -hmm. we gotta hit this street then we're gonna go up that street we're not going over there i know those people are gonna want to talk to us we got shit to do Um, they're gonna waste our time
3: uh, and they only have apples fuck them
2: and what what (laughs) i like about this episode is it shows you how important trick-or-treating is to a kid even though it's a record he's trying to beat and all that nonsense but yeah it just shows how important it is to him to get all this candy and be you know have the record so
1: yeah. And trick or treat it like, I uh, listen, I'm 37 year old man. If, if it was appropriate, I'd go trick or treat. Now Obviously, I go with my kids. So yeah. I get the same. You still get candy, right dude. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I, I go still with my t- nieces and eat- nephew and get candy every Halloween. I go
2: with them. I eat the majority
1: of their candy. Yeah. And, and like, I, like I used to live in a neighborhood now I kind of live out in the sticks, so we don't get that many trick or treaters, but we, you know, we go to a neighborhood, you know, that has a bunch of trick or treating. Yeah. There, uh, with, with, you know, my, my cousin, her kids and all that stuff. But when I was, uh, when i lived in wisconsin we lived in like the perfect trick-or-treat neighborhood. Yeah. like we used to get 300 kids for mm. trick-or-treat it was it was so much fun just to hang out and hand out uh, candy and all that so i'm a, I'm a big i'm a big proponent of of trick-or-treat and like also letting kids trick-or-treat tell however the fuck old they want to i agree like with i'm that. <laughs> i will never in a million years somebody shows up they could look like they're 20 years old i'm like hell yeah dude here's some candy like i want as long as you feel comfortable trick or treating i'm giving your ass candy i
2: think i think if you're wearing a costume and you want yeah. goddamn candy get can yeah. give people give someone if you if you're 40 years old and you're wearing yeah. whatever costume you're dressed as a, a fucking zombie and you if, yeah. if you have a kid or not and you want to go fucking trick or treating whatever give it the person hell candy. yeah adults should trick or treat. Yeah. that's what i'm saying but like
1: i i remember when i was a kid like probably the last year i went trick-or-treating i was probably like 12 maybe 13 i want to say i stopped when i was like 17
2: i was like <laughs> yeah. mustache growing already i was like i'll never I think, forget I dude I, I was dressed as a slipknot character i was like 17 nice. 18 years old i had the slipknot jumpsuit on and a mask and i'm still fucking going trick-or-treating with my friends and we're like and i'm I'm a t- pretty tall guy so i was like this mm. i was basically almost this height and they're like they're like this fucking grown ass man still trick-or-treating they probably, and i was wearing a mask so they're probably like this is not a kid
1: but whatever yeah. man they still gave it to me so yeah i think i was probably if i had to guess i have to go back and look i think i was probably 13 the, the last mm. year i went oh wow um but uh but yeah i and i remember even then people being like, how old are you? you know, <laughs> really? Like, oh, you motherfucker. I never. Oh, could, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. Interesting. Um, but anyway, um, so, uh, uh, you know, crossing guard Frank uh, shows up and warns them about. uh And you get you start to get the story. Everyone knows about it, but you're getting filled in as as the viewer about the Pumpkin Eaters, which is this uh this like roving so band sick. of, of sh- <laughs> just shithead <laughs> yeah. kids that just go around and fuck shit up on Halloween night. They wear jackalinas on their heads. They fucking ride BMX bikes. Dude, <laughs> they just do bad. Just, just bad kids. Visually. Vis- amazing yeah. visually oh, yeah. the visuals of them
2: being shitty and riding the bikes and the pumpkins on their heads
1: through the fog it's so oh. sick
2: dude it's just
1: yeah like these I, kids, I love
2: everything about it dude
3: these kids mm-hmm. absolutely grew up to be the biker gang in mandy
1: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, the ones just like chugging concentrated acid. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Yeah, That's them. Endless Mike is that one with the spike. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. So and and then this is the great type of premise that that it, it really is best described by Louis what you said. It's like Twin Peaks for kids because you know crossing guard frank comes up and tells them if they can't stop the pumpkin eaters this year this is going to be the town's last halloween yeah (laughs) which makes no fucking sense it's so stupid but you just a hunt everyone a hundred percent accepts it and it's just like yeah i guess this is what we're dealing with
2: so this is a little side tangent but so i'm i -hmm. wrote for haunted hangover i've got a a, i've got the halloween special i do every year i've done it twice now right Right. and that's always kind of a you know elaborate thing i do for fun and it's just a good time Mm -hmm. you know and i wrote a script for something it's a fake trailer i'm not gonna i'm not gonna describe i haven't shot it yet i'm shooting it soon but Mm -hmm. in the trailer there's a gang that if they aren't stopped Halloween is canceled in the city. <laughs> so, and my inspiration were these guys. This episode oh, yeah, inspired me to, to, that Halloween would be canceled because this gang is going to just kind of take over and deal their drugs and
1: Halloween's over. Well, it's a more it, adult it's version. It's what but, actually happened. Yeah. Like so like this actually happened in uh like in a lot of um cities around yeah. the country in like I want to say roughly around the turn of the century yeah. where like Halloween became this exa- you know, excuse for people to just go out and, and fuck with people. Yeah, dude. And so like towns would would actually outlaw Halloween celebrations and stuff. It's a thing that happened when I was um, a
2: kid like being I was, you know, New York City. I'm in the city. I was a kid yeah. that grew up in the city. I'll never forget in the
1: 90s, it was like the Bloods and Crips are out on Halloween. They're going (laughs) to start cutting people. Listen, I live in rural western Pennsylvania. I live... Ten minutes from the Ohio border, and my mom told me on Halloween that the Bloods, Bloods and crypts are going to kill me. The Bloods and crypts are some. <laughs> I
2: never saw a single blood
1: or crypt, and I <laughs> and I lived there in the isn't city. There not a blood or a crypt within two hundred yes. miles of my house? I don't think, but my mom thought that they were going to kill me oh, on Halloween man. night. Too. Amazing! The blood sounds they like y'all had a bunch of Ann cretchens <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah. they're cutting everybody in the, on the, in the, Halloween. In the aquarium. <laughs> um yeah so the one of the the sidewalk scene so so pete and and i didn't write her name her name's escaping me right now she doesn't play a big part in this episode but like pete's you know friend slash like occasional romantic interest ellen um ellen that's Are it we ta- yeah. we're talking
3: um, big pete right big pete yeah yeah yeah, yes. yeah. that's ellen i had a crush on ellen yeah
1: <laughs> oh yeah everyone had a crush yeah on her. um and so they uh 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 they walk down this like little alleyway and there's all these pumpkins just like smash over the ground. Like that image sticks in my head for this episode so much as well. Um, and, and and pete's basically talking about how you know halloween you know he's kind of over it he feels like he's giving too old he's too old for it and you know talking about hallow you know the idea of being a halloweeny if you're an older kid it's so like mopey in this episode he's just like <laughs> I know. he's so emo I know. i'm like jesus oh, dude. <laughs> dude big pete is so emo all So the time. emo <laughs> um and uh and and then endless mike overhears them you don't realize it's endless mike at this point but it, it's guy in the hall, you know with the pumpkin one of the pumpkin eaters uh overhears him of course if you watch the show you recognize endless mike's voice immediately yeah. like there's no <laughs> there's no hiding it at all which he's such a great character and such a great name. Endless Mike. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is such a great character. Um, but big Pete's talking you know how he hopes Halloween will, will you know, will, will actually be over. Um, <laughs> And he overhears himself so, um, <laughs> <He's, yeah. laughs> for wishing that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Big Pete's being real lame this episode. Um, but then, uh, Nona, who's little Pete's friend, uh, is, uh, Iggy pop is her dad. Yeah. Which is awesome. Yeah. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, they're talking about, uh, hey, you a know, little Pete's bummed because big Pete's not going to trick or treat with him this year. He's not going to help him, you know, to get the record. It takes two people to carry all the candy, all that stuff. Um, And, uh, you know, somehow Big Pete is feeling really responsible for like Halloween being in danger. Like he's thinking his like, you know, Scrooge ish, if you will, attitude towards Halloween is somehow um, reflecting in all of these, you know, uh, series of events that's resulting in Halloween potentially being, you know, in danger in Wellsville. So Big Pete ultimately agrees to go trick or treating with his brother. Um, and then you get the story of of ned richmond which is so great they described ned as a 15 year old feeb who went trick-or-treating the year prior i
3: popped so hard when he called him a feeb because i was thinking about bringing that word back
1: (laughs) is such a great
3: insult it's so great but also i was just like can we say that? I don't know if we can say that.
1: I know is Phoebe like it kinda, is, is I like, never used know, like it. Armor so have,
2: yeah, I've never used it, so I have no idea.
1: I don't know, something about calling somebody a Phoebe is really funny to me. Yeah. Um Just overall though, like just
3: rewatching the show because I don't. I can't remember last time I actually watched a Pete and Pete episode, even though like yeah. I loved the show growing up. Yeah, but it's like, insanely difficult to find too. Like, yeah. I
2: own the physical release of the seasons, but it's mm-hmm. not streaming yeah. on Paramount+. Plus. It's not... You have to find, like, right. shitty rips of it on YouTube and stuff like that. Yeah, and da- yeah, they are really bad quality. Yeah, They are jank. Yeah.
3: They are, like... They're bad aspect ratio, yeah. or some of them, like, the voices are sped they're up. Mirrored, so they mirrored, where they're flipped for some yeah. reason, I noticed. It's weird. So, it's, yeah. so, it's, it's all... It's all tricks to, like, uh, escape content uh, yeah. monitor. So, yeah. like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But just... Just rewatching it, all the like language, like all the all the made up like insults Mm -hmm. and everything's that just Mm -hmm. it just made me laugh again because it's all shit that you never fucking hear anymore. (laughs) Yeah, of like
1: when he calls it, calls his brother a blowhole. Yeah, he calls his brother.
3: (laughs) Yeah, little Pete calls him a blowhole. He calls the he calls the pumpkin eaters gut buckets, and (laughs) and like he gets pissed off and he's like, bite my scab. Like that's <laughs> such a fucking great one.
1: Yeah.
2: Oh, man, that's amazing.
1: Yeah. In in 30 minutes, you know, hey blowhole, in 30 minutes I'm going to be a legend. You know what you're going to be? A, a blowhole. blowhole. <laughs> <laughs> great line Um yeah, so they they dressed as Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, yeah. so so Big Pete can kind of like uh, you know, hide his identity. Um, and then you just get these scenes of the pumpkin eaters just like wreaking havoc on the town, like just like accosting kids, smashing so pumpkins, <laughs> just like being just freaking psychos. It's so great. Even so good. even just
3: even just jumping back quickly to like the first time they described the pumpkin eaters and like the terror they rain on the town is like hmm. they have it's a, it's obviously a set, but yeah. like it's like a street set. And then, like, the set is just covered in paper, uh, toilet paper. There's, like, shit all across the ground. And it's almost
1: like. fog everywhere. Yeah. It's
3: almost like the beginning to Saving Private Ryan with (laughs) the kids just, like, huddled over candy spilled everywhere. And they're just crying over.
1: (laughs) <laughs> it's like a war scene yeah, yeah it's, it's a it's a war scene and what's um, funny
2: is those scenes feel halloweeny even though everything's oh, yeah. destroyed and oh shitty but like mm-hmm. they look like you know anytime you see a movie and it's like late into halloween night there's that one tree with like yeah. toilet paper like mm-hmm. and yeah. gust of wind oh, yeah. flowing through like they just did they do such a good such a good job and pmp the cinematography has always been sick on this show and the way the show looks in general oh, yeah. that kind of hazy mm-hmm. look it has and
1: I've always loved it. So super underrated. They put so much, so much, so much love into this show. the production design is crazy.
2: The costumes, like you said, Mm -hmm. the the uh, what is he Buzz Buzz Aldrin? You said he's an astronaut, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know my my astronauts. Neil Armstrong, uh, Armstrong, Buzz 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 Aldrin. (laughs) I don't. I don't know my astronauts. I don't. (laughs) Not a big astronaut. Not a big big astronaut guy. guy. Not a big astronaut
1: guy. (laughs) No, it's uh, uh, yeah, they the, the the. the scenario that plays out of them trick-or-treating going from house to house, like teamwork, you know, the whole thing, they're like really into it. And then also simultaneously the pumpkin eaters like after them. And they're talking about, they're like one step ahead of them. Just as a kid, I remember the idea of trick-or-treating while avoiding bad guys was maybe the coolest (laughs) scenario I can freaking imagine. Um, I was just so psyched for that when I was a kid. Um, and you get the so you do get the story of of like i said the phoebe ned <laughs> and basically ned got caught trick or treating and they just like tortured him they hung him from a tree or something yeah. and just like he was a laughing stock and then no one in school wanted to hang out with him and now he's just like a complete you know uh, uh, outcast uh, in in the town so um, around this time they show up and they happen to trick or treat it's one of they only have they say only say like six blocks left which is a lot but for them you know in the grand scheme of yeah. things that's like the, that's the home stretch and they get to ned's house and ned is just you know ned's being a phoebe <laughs> he's like saying saying dorky stuff and and big pete who's you know self-conscious 15 year old all of a sudden realizes like oh i'm putting myself in like harm's way socially by doing this like i'm gonna be the laughingstock i don't want to end up like ned and he and he panics and and abandons uh little Pete. um and then you know quickly thereafter as he's like basically like sorry bud and just like leaves little Pete by himself he gets caught uh and then sh- attempts to evade the pumpkin eaters and one of my favorite scenes is when, you know, he's bouncing on this, uh, on the fence, uh, like this picket fence. And one of the pumpkin ears, like ramps their bike into a swimming pool. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> so, <laughs> um, but ultimately he escapes into the community, like haunted house, which is the, the best part. Yeah. So he's inside the haunted house. He's talking with little Pete on his headset. Um, and he gets trapped in the house. There's this scene where like, There's these guys with, you know, there's pumpkins in there. And then all of a sudden they're like, you know, oh, it's it's actually the pumpkin eaters. They kind of pop up and and uh, and corner him. And then, uh, uh, you know, just as they're kind of, you know, you know, threatening him and stuff. Little Pete is at the last house, the house that's going to beat the record or tie the record. I think Um, he turns on his radio to basically say, like, hey, dickhead, I'm about to do this without you. And he hears his brother in trouble and he's like, no, not now. You know, it's this whole thing. He's got to give up his dream to get to the last one just to, <laughs> you know, save his brother who ultimately, you know, screwed him over. Um, and uh, Endless Mike offers to let Pete join um, the, the 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 pumpkin eaters um, because he overheard him, you know, basically saying he, you know, doesn't like Halloween, he wants to end, whatever. Um, and so then there's this little like angel and the devil thing with these jack-o-lanterns and the way they edit it's like superimposed like on the screen is so cool um they're kind of all over pete's shoulders and then uh, ultimately he he doesn't give in he smashes uh uh the pumpkin on endless mike's head little pete you know uh, uh busts into the uh the you know storm doors that he was trying to get out of he's there with crossing guard frank he brains Endless Mike with a bag of candy, but then still Endless Mike, he's like the monster, you know, so he comes back. He's like crawling up to, uh, you know, up, you know, to to get little Pete and Big Pete, you know, sticks another pumpkin on his head and uh, and and ultimately, um, you know, subdues Endless Mike. So, um, you know, he has to scrub the whole town of all the, you know, again, not unlike Doug, you know, the bad guy has to clean up his mess <laughs> yeah. at the end. You get a great line of iggy pop calling him a stooge you know which is a great reference that i definitely (laughs) definitely definitely didn't get as a kid um and then uh, yeah it's just it's got a great message of like the spirit of halloween you know it lives lives within all of us no matter your age and uh uh yeah so it's it's a it's a feel-good story it's got super great you know spooky halloween night vibes yeah the atmosphere Um, is on
2: point in this episode
1: man it's yeah. like it's great so I, I i would say i watch this episode at least a couple times a year like mm. not during halloween yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i'll <would> just throw <laughs> it on uh just 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 for the hell of it um yeah it's it's one of my all-time favorite episodes of anything so it's great man
2: i, I i've always yeah. loved it i remember seeing it as a kid and just thinking i, I think this was this was what 90 what year was it 91 92? Oh boy, I forgot to write down. No worries. What it is. <laughs> Whatever. Early 90s. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember watching this, and I don't know if it was a rerun, but I remember watching this and the haunted mask, Goosebumps the Haunted Mask, mm-hmm. somehow back that's to back. I don't know too. if I put a VHS on afterwards, but like it's all in my mind. I, I have no idea. And I'm just like, wow, that's such a great double feature. Just the concept from each of them, and you know, one's a lot more spooky, obviously, and horror-centric, mm-hmm. but just you know the, they're both live action shows they both have a lot of halloween they both kind of feel similar with completely mm-hmm. different types of stories so i just always think i always have that memory of watching these two episodes together and just being like uh, 90 minutes of halloween goodness you know and then the pumpkin smash <laughs> yeah. was just in general like just the designs of those characters and it almost reminds me like the whole bmx thing it reminds me a little bit you've got have seen the turbo kid and stuff right oh, and, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah 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 like the whole bmx thing and stranger things now when you think of Stranger Things, you, you know, you think of them riding their bikes and you think back then that was just such a normal thing. And now. Oh, it, yeah. That was yeah. your main mode of transport. <laughs> exactly. That was your car. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's just it's cool how that was these villains. That was the way that they they traveled around.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This one uh, I didn't mention at the top uh, top of when I started talking about this, but this aired on October 30th, 1994. Oh, 94, yeah. The, ser- wow. the series. Uh, the series started, I think, in. Weirdly enough, I thought it said the series started in 91, but this is only season two and it aired in 94. So something something's not adding up there. But IMDb says season two, episode seven aired October 30th, 1994.
2: Hmm. Yeah. Mm, 94. Wow, I felt earlier. <laughs> I like yeah, 94. if I had to
1: guess, I would have said 93. Yeah, 92, um, 93. Just, because, just I because of how old I was yeah. when it came out. Um, yeah, I would have been 94, interesting, nine years old when this, when this aired. So, Hmm. but anyway, so that's, that's it. So them's our episodes. Them's the shows. So them's the shows. Them's the shows. So let's get down to brass tacks (laughs) here, boys. Um, Steve gets to pick the order in which we vote. I guess the first thing we got to decide is, are we. Is anybody going to change their vote or are you going to stick with voting your primary vote for your episode? I- I'm going to stick with mine.
3: Yeah, I'm st- um, I'm still I'm, sticking with Rocco.
0: I'm
2: sticking with my my vote, too.
1: OK, okay. so that being said, Steve, you pick the order because now we got to pick what number two is, which is ultimately going to deter- determine our champ.
3: Yeah, so we're going to go backwards from the way we presented. So, Brian, you're mm-hmm. going to vote first, then Louie, then me.
1: OK, all right. Um, I am going to pick, uh, although, like I said, I do really like, and still to this day, appreciate the humor more of Rocco's modern life, the full length Doug Halloween (laughs) episode. And, and I am an absolute sucker for trick or treat scenes. You just give me a Halloween night, a spooky trick or treat scene, Halloween night. I'll watch a movie just for that. It could be a two hour movie when I get 15 seconds of trick or treat. That's all. I, that's what I'm watching yeah. for. So when I'm talking specifically about a Halloween episode, you know, I, I I'm going to put a lot of stock in the, ha- in, in the trick or treat scene. Doug's definitely got a better trick or treat scene. And yeah, there's just the night scenes do it for me. I think, although I think the Rocco's modern life one was, was good. If the sugar frosted frights was the whole thing and they were able to pull that into a whole episode, I would, I would have done that. You know, I would, that would have been closer for me, but, um yeah the 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 ed's dead you know although it was fine it was a good good enough episode that that pulled it down for me a little bit and that's gonna you know probably cause me i, I need i'm gonna i gotta go with doug i gotta go with my i got my og soft boy they just there just, so <laughs> go with there just wasn't <laughs> enough halloween for you i, I there I, just I, wasn't a ha- enough halloween for me and I,
3: I showed up with 15 minutes less halloween <laughs> than everybody else <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's the. Yeah. That's gonna be a problem. That's gonna be a problem.
3: <laughs>
2: All right, uh, Louis. I'm gonna piggyback off of what, what what Brian said. So I'm not going with Rocco because the same reason. It's not enough <laughs> Halloween for me. Uh, and I, again, I, I'm I, I like I've always liked Rocco's Modern Life, but I'm not a huge Rocco fan. Obviously, you guys mm. spoke way more about it than I did when we were covering that one. When we were talking <laughs> about that episode because I I I, I just. I'm not that attached to it. You know, I enjoy mm. it. I do watch it, but I wouldn't say it's my go-to. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm not going with my own pick, obviously, but I'm going to go with Halloween-y <laughs> uh, Pete mm. and Pete because I just think, and, and this isn't shitting on my own pick, I think that's probably the best Halloween special Nickelodeon's ever produced or just in general aired. I think more so than even some are you afraid of the dark episodes and stuff like that when it comes to like live action, Mm. even, even Mm -hmm. in the world of animation, um, I just think it's great. Everything about it oozes Halloween. Like there's nothing Mm. about it. You know, that's not Halloween. You know what I mean? Like just everything about it. So for me, it's, it's, it's the one I'd I'd go with even even personally. I like it more than the talk episode. (laughs) So I do, I'll be honest. I do like it more than the, I love that episode more than I do, uh, Doug's Halloween Adventure. Then my own pick. So <laughs> oh,
3: there well you then go. you should have just said you were changing your vote then. <laughs> oh wait, did I? Oh
2: my bad. I forgot. I thought that
3: <laughs> Whatever. No, that's all right.
1: all right. All right, Steve, what what are you picking? Uh, you
3: know, this is I had a cat named Spunky and it was yeah. named after the dog from Rocco's Modern Life and you two defilers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you put that be, on me. Don't you just because I don't come up with thirty minutes of cartoon? You know, it's still yeah. spooky cartoon. Now my dead it cat is. is upset in hell <laughs> oh, <laughs> because God. of the two of you. This is, a bad, this
1: is an evil cat.
3: <laughs> it was a shithead. It was crazy.
1: <laughs>
3: um, yeah, I you know I, I, I as I already said, uh, Doug's fine. Like I like Doug. It's wholesome content. It's great for kids you know uh it just doesn't hold it it doesn't hold the water that i think most other things that were on nickelodeon does like i think even you know you said it louis like even rugrats kind of towed the line of like it has some it has like especially when the adults get involved it has some like kind of adult humor you know because like Mm -hmm. oh i can identify with the adults now um But yeah, everything, yeah. Doug just doesn't hit for adults. Uh, Rocco, I think, hits for adults. Ren and Stimpy, Rugrats are real monsters. And of course, Pete and Pete hits for adults because there's just something so weird and bizarre about that show. Yeah, Like, like, even though you're focused on kids in that show, they're so stuck out of reality that it just hits anyway
1: um i for whatever reason pete pete always hits a weird kind of melancholy nostalgia yeah, for mm-hmm. me too where like it just reminds me of you know fall or even when it's the summer episodes yeah like you know it reminds me of like being home from school in the summertime you know what i mean like it's just for whatever reason it hits this like kind of sweet spot of like that like tender uh uh, uh melancholy nostalgia yeah from kids yeah
3: there's there's something about the show. there's something about the show that just like it feels like at any moment somebody's gonna put on pearl jam or nirvana you don't (laughs) know why (laughs) Mm -hmm. but you know it's product of the
2: time just by looking at it like you just it feels that way you know yeah
3: it just it just feels very grunge and pacific northwest for whatever reason but uh yeah it, it because it just constantly hits in like it it is timeless in that way and in its weirdness uh, yeah it's it, it's kind of the best thing that's what out about there. as a halloween episode man not
1: just yeah the,
2: not just the <laughs> show itself but, but i mean obviously you
1: can't expect him to vote for I yours but you just said told him mine's better
2: <laughs> i'm kidding i'm just saying in general like yeah like just I, i'm i'm when it comes to the way I'd rate these, even though I got confused, uh, <laughs> the, the uh, I'm going with just kind of the whole like just the way it feels, the episode, like focusing on the Halloween aspect of it more so than mm-hmm. the show itself. That's yeah. kind of where I'm going. And that's why Rocco mm-hmm. kind of got the, sh- you know, short end of the stick here, just because I feel like it didn't mm-hmm. feel that Halloweeny, that, you know, in my mm-hmm. opinion, you know, just to kind of talk about that because that's what we're talking about here halloween not the shows you know what i mean
3: so <laughs> I mean, sure yeah i i mean i i just i don't disagree with anything everybody I'm defending said about your
2: pick man i'm defending your pick. <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to defend it a little bit or why it's not being picked you know because we're focusing no. on the halloween aspect because no, it's fine, not that rocko shit you know
3: yeah but i'm 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 not disagreeing with what anybody said i'm just adding more about like why yeah. i like pete and pete more is like Yeah, Yeah. I agree with everything that was said about the Halloweeniness of it. Yeah, but also it just has like a timeless nature to it as well. That just makes it a better watch overall. So you like when you combine both thirty minutes of Halloweeniness and a time (laughs) and a timeless nature, you do get the best episode on the special and on the showdown.
2: (laughs) Only fifteen minutes of Halloween on your
3: end.
1: (laughs) here's here's a little tip for you here steve from the champ coming from the champ mm. so just take that take that with with you and, and give it the stock it needs because mm. this is this is coming from the champ mm. um when you come to a halloween battle come with a full 30 minutes don't, <laughs> don't come 15 minutes <laughs> at a time. come with acid. the full clip <laughs> a, come correct Come with the yeah, full bring clip. The banana. <laughs> bring the banana clip of Hall- full of Halloween to a Halloween battle. Yeah, right? even even when, when, what, when you guys told me the show's ready to come I was like, really? The Rocco episode? All right. <laughs> I was like, okay. <laughs> Steve Steve has a Steve has a way and and like I said, he's getting he got cocky is what yeah, happened. Yeah. He's got three <laughs> wins in a row under his belt. He got cocky. He thought he could just come in here, just do whatever he wanted. Steve always picks, he's always going for the 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 he wants there to be an angle to mm-hmm. what he's picking. He wants to convince you that what he's picking is better and you didn't realize it but now you do (laughs) you know what i mean so for like even steve to know that he was going to go up against something that might have been better two bangers you went up
2: against two bangers man there were these are two (laughs) heavy hitters here i mean (laughs) look
3: i could also have been a real fucking dickhead it's not like i didn't know how great (laughs) pete was i could have picked and pete before brian did i know i could have been a real fucking dickhead
1: He did. He, I, d- he knows how much I love it. He I'm didn't just pick a it. guess. You could have been a dickhead. It's <laughs> <you could've laughs> take my episode,
2: too. So <laughs> What could have left me? I don't even honestly, if you would if you guys would have picked if you would have picked like the two the two top ones here, the two 30 minute episodes, I probably would have mm-hmm. went with a. Uh, I was going to go with a Are You Afraid of the Dark episode, mm-hmm. but it didn't mm-hmm. air during the Halloween season, even though mm-hmm. it's Halloween themed.
1: Mm-hmm. But I don't so I don't count that as a Halloween special because of the air you know what i almost picked because what? the topic was nickelodeon halloween yeah we didn't say a show yeah. we didn't say a movie we just said nickelodeon halloween i almost just picked the concept of nick or treat yeah just to talk about nick or treat because i love it could have been crybaby so
2: lane technically if you wanted to talk. Mm. That's a feature
1: that's a movie but yeah. you know still aired so, on nickelodeon during yep. the halloween season so Yeah, well, maybe sometime we'll we'll come back around and we'll do we'll do Fox we'll do Fox Halloween or something and we can talk about uh, King uh, of the Hill bumps or something like (laughs) that. Yeah, King of the Hill. Steve's got to come back
2: with a full thirty minutes.
1: (laughs) 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 Well, if it's on Fox, I don't get it. You
3: know, there's no chance. (laughs) There you go
1: all right guys uh so what what i've learned here is that the the belt is is rightfully back um in in the possession of the once and true champ which is myself out of the hand of this rat bastard who's been torturing (laughs) me for three three consecutive months um so we'll figure out what that showdown episode is going to be and it's going to be a fucking doozy that's you mean punishment not showdown i'm sorry punishment episode (laughs) that punishment episode is going to be a fucking doozy, you guys.
2: I do want to say one thing. If I did win, it would have been like Bret Hart, like the Montreal screw job. You would have had to fuck me over so I don't leave with the belt. Go
0: over,
1: we to, Haunted, about, go over to Haunted Hangover t- with. <laughs> going over to WCW. Yeah, yeah we, 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 uh, we talked about that in the last episode, actually joking, like, what are we going to do? You know, because we, we, we're used to have three hosts and, and Meg, you yeah. know, stepped away from the show. She's just on periodically now. We're like, what are we going to do the first time that I that a guest wins yeah you like, have to cross that bridge when it comes
2: luckily you um, picked the better episode of the, of the three yeah. i think so
1: <laughs> i came i came loaded i came loaded for bear here this time so. all right guys it was a lot of fun thank you louis for joining us and thank uh, you gentlemen and sitting with us and talking about nickelodeon uh, halloween for for hours with us it was a lot of fun
3: louis why don't you tell everybody where they can find you in you know all your yes projects? please so
2: you can find haunted hangover at hauntedhangover.com literally everything is over there our youtube channel our <laughs> patreon our podcast feed our store our everything is over there hauntedhangover.com. um like i said we're on all social media if you just look up haunted hangover we pop up uh you can find me new needle productions on instagram that's usually where i'm at and uh New Needle Prode on Twitter. I'm there sometimes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But that's about (laughs) it. That's it. Uh, Yeah, hauntedangle.com. We we (laughs) talk about
1: Halloween and horror. Nonsense all year round as well. So, guys, if you if you like us talking about spooky, ookie <laughs> Halloween shit over, here, if you like this episode especially talking about Nickelodeon Halloween, you are a thousand percent gonna love the Haunted Hangover. Go over and check out Louis and Dave over there, and, and Sam as well. There's a bunch. Um, there's a bunch yeah. of us now. We've got a. We've got. <laughs> we've got a bunch of uh people now over there. Yeah, so. grimy's over
2: yeah, there. Everybody <laughs> on occasion I, I, Great show. I, I'm, I, I'm monopolizing, man. That's all. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: that's
2: what i'm doing man I'm getting it's a everybody. fantastic show
1: it's uh, it's so much fun i listen to it all the time um it's it's, it's not not only not only uh, 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 is he a guest i'm a user <laughs> what is that old? What is that old uh, yeah, hair not loss? A, uh, not uh, only am uh, I yeah.
3: the president, but I'm also a client.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, and and then you know, Good Day 2018. Check yeah, it out on Amazon. That. That's if, what if, I'm going to do. You, I, if you
2: Google Good Day Louis Cortez, you can watch my yeah. Halloween themed film from 2018. Good luck. <laughs> to, do it, to you watch do it. it?
1: Uh
2: yeah. That's about that it. That just
1: makes me want to watch it more now. I'll, like I'll now I send, I'll, send you, a, I'll
2: send you a private uh, a yeah. private link if you want. <laughs> Hopefully I, I send you the right thing. I'm just gonna
1: <laughs> send you that private link. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> now this is good day. Now you don't want good don't day want 2020. Good day. <laughs> Dude, that, was, that was a wild one. Um all right. Yeah, go check, go check out uh the 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 haunted hangover uh crew over there. It's a lot of fun. Um, and uh come on back next week and listen to how oh, Halloween Forever when I send Steve on just an absolute just uh tunnel, just a, a just a, a magical shit voyage uh that I have not decided what it's gonna be, but I'm very excited for it. So um, all right. Uh for the Halloween is forever crew, I'm Brian. I'm going to brew a Heckelhofer Hefeweizen. <laughs>
2: i'm louie and i couldn't montreal screw job my way i couldn't jump jump ship to uh wcw with the belt unfortunately
1: (laughs) maybe next time boys taking it home see you later bye